What's up everyone? John here again. Sorry about that. But before we take a deep dive into this Knicks podcast at the halfway mark with us, I petitioned to make an amendment to this episode regarding the Knicks season stats, which subsequently has been granted by opposing counsels Alex and CK2K and granted by his honor, our producer Rice CK. So anyway, we recorded this episode after the Sunday All-Star game and it went till about 2 a.m. And there's a drive into deep left field by Castellanos, and that'll be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So anyway, we discussed adding a big man to the Knicks, whether that's someone like Drummond, Kylo Quinn, or Valanchunas. And I inexplicably and egregiously led my brethren astray. Uh, I bamboozled them with incorrect stat about the Knicks. Uh, specifically, uh, instead of the correct stat about the Knicks being the second lowest scoring team, which is why we need a center with an offensive package that defenses need to game plan against, like Drummond and Valanciunas. Anyway, I went on about how the Knicks are the lowest or the second lowest rebounding team, which is absolutely ridiculous because in reality, the Knicks are third in the NBA in rebounds. Um, but they are the second lowest scoring team. So I apologize for that. I can blame it on the late night podcast session. You can blame it on that horrible scoring of the slam dunk contest, the eyesore all-star game. Or I could blame it on my desperation for bringing another center to the Knicks. Either way, I'll just go, I'll, I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll go with the fact that we all have our off days. Shout out to Kenny Smith at the all-star game and, and Knicks tape. <laughs> but anyway, enjoy the show. What's going on, everyone? Alex Chateras here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And... Always, we got to bring to you on Tuesday, Nick News, okay? Just going to recap uh, last week what we saw from the Knicks. Going to talk about the All-Star game because that happened today. And then we got some uh, rumors coming around. We potentially have a return of Kyle O'Quinn, KOQ maybe coming back to the Mecca. Uh, Apparently Drummond and Oladipo are the two top names to watch out for the Knicks to make a move for. And then we're going to discuss uh, midseason reviews, you know, what we thought the team as a whole, some uh, top three surprises, top three disappointments. And then we're going to discuss the upcoming slate once the break is over. And with us today, we've got a special guest. CK2K is with us today. But before we just top, jump into all the topics, John, what do we got for et cetera? What's up, Alex? For et cetera today, you kind of touched on it. We'll do a little NBA All-Star recap. Especially a little Obi Toppin. Oh man, halftime snub. That that, that was tough, man. Uh, we'll do some uh, first half MVP talk for the regular season, and I know you got some uh, gamer questions for CK2K, so we'll get into all that. Of course, of course. All right, Ricey, let's kick this thing off. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Alex Terrace here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my co-host, my pal, the man with the plan, John Malik is in the building. He's oh, ready man. to kill all the judges for snubbing Obi Toppin today. John, uh, how are you doing? I think I'm ready to kill D. Wade for ruining the all the, the <laughs> <laughs> judging for dunk contest. That was terrible, dude. <laughs> it was awful. I don't know how a basic dunk... Uh, he didn't even kiss the, he didn't even kiss the rim, but... You know, I, I don't want to, we're going to discuss that. It just really annoys me that such a basic dunk won. And I mentioned at the top of the key before we got into this podcast, we got a guest today with us, John. We got CK2K, host and founder of the CK2K YouTube channel. CK, how are you doing today, bro? 
What's up, guys? And yes, yeah, we Obi got robbed to a basic, generic NBA 2K rim grazer dunk, but because he's little and he jumps high, he won the contest. I'm upset about it, too. How much you guys? Uh, little might be a little, uh, I don't even know if he's little. He's all limbs, man. That uh, how tall? You know I mean? how, how tall is Anthony Simons? Is he is he what six six three, six two? Let's see. Let's see what he got. I don't care either. With those type of limbs, it looks like he's freaking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what he is. And I gotta say too, because I'm a I'm a huge Tracy McGrady fan. It was six really four. Cute. No, he's oh, so he's big. He's a big guard. Okay, I, I take it back. I'm sorry, Anthony, but. Yeah, that man brought out the T-Mac jersey. I mean, big T-Mac fan. He didn't even replicate the dunk, but no one's going to talk about that. But I He didn't know. click the heels, man. He didn't yeah, click he the heels. Not, it was so, yeah, I, I'm so upset. Obi, we rocking with you, man. Every year, man, they rob Aaron Gordon. Somebody. Twice. Sometimes. Uh, I, can't, I can't do this, man. I can't do it. The dunk competition has just gone south. Yeah. The whole weekend, dude. How the hell did IQ not make the rising stars? But whatever, whatever. But I digress. Uh, yeah. Now, now we're just gonna, now this is gonna be an angry pod. So let's start. Yeah, with I was the, gonna let's, say. Let's, yeah. Let's just say. Let's I digress. For, <laughs> let's save the anger for a little later. Let's talk about some interesting topics first, and then we can dive <laughs> into uh, this later in the et cetera portion. CK, your boy, the best beard in town, Kyle O'Quinn. <laughs> yeah, man, is on the radar. How do you feel? I'm okay with it, man. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> what what really is there out there for us to be picking up? We I know we, we all know that we need some depth at that position. Um, I'm okay with just playing around with this. I mean, how much longer is it going to take for Taj to get back? I know Mitch is going to be out for a longer uh, extended period of time. I think let's just have fun with it. Cheap deal, bring him back, get some more nostalgia on the team, you know. So I, I, I'm all for it. I loved Kyle Quinn in his first stint with us. I was hoping we'd bring him back for a cheap deal, but he decided to. Leave us. So yeah, no, nah, I'm I'm all for it. I love Kyle Quinn, and he responded to me on Twitter. So that 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 that, that adds to the um. Bar. <laughs> there you go. Big heart heart eye emojis. I could see right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's an inspiration for my beard. Oh, okay. He's not. He's not. For now, we're gonna pretend. We're gonna pretend. <laughs> John, how do you feel about uh, Kyle Quinn with his uh, potential return? Uh, I agree, man. Kyle Quinn is definitely a fan favorite. Like he can come hang out on this team, but uh, that kind of worries. It kind of worries me when you tell me we're gonna have four centers uh, suited up. It kind of it kind of seems weird to me. So if we're bringing in Kyle Quinn to just hang out as like a second or third stringer, it kind of feels like Noel might be might be on the way out. Interesting. I don't mm. think that. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that is. Explain that jump, John. Well, because Noel has this one-year, five million dollar deal, which is cool and everything. But I think the Knicks might be starting to look ahead a little bit because we do have some centers that we'll get into right now, and I think there's a big hole at center, and Noel's not going to be re-signed by this team. I just don't see that happening. He's so flawed on the offense. Yeah, he gives us what we need on defense. But I just I don't I don't see us uh, really I don't see Noel in the future of the Knicks. So I, I think if we're bringing in somebody like Kyle Quinn to kind of just like be a depth center, I, I feel like we're gonna make a move for a real big man real soon. That, that that's just my like inkling. That's interesting. I, I I don't necessarily I don't know. I could see us just keeping Noel because I think Mitch is not gonna return before uh, the trade deadline. So I could just see him sticking around for the end of the season and then. You know, 
use him for as long as he can and see if you can make a, a run with him. I think I don't see us getting Kyle Quinn meaning to the meaning to the exit of uh, Noel. I think for O'Quinn, it's just I don't know who we would move to put him on the rot. Well, he doesn't. Do we have we? Uh, we'd have to cut somebody, wouldn't we, to get, to bring him on? Are we at fifteen? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if we're at 15, that means we got to cut somebody. And we don't have to worry about the two-way contracts. You know, Pinson and Harper, they don't even take up space. They're just add, yeah. they're add-ons. Yeah. So you got to look at Ike, either Iggy, Iggy. Uh, someone along those lines on the bottom of the depth chart. Maybe Austin in a move or something like maybe we just flip Austin for a pick or something like that or a few picks or whatever the case may be, and then that opens up a spot. Yeah, uh, but I want to go to, I, just real quick. I want to respond to the Nerlens thing. I, I, I too, I never saw Nerlens to be past just this one year. Um, but I think, I think I know what you're trying to warm up to with you talking about, you know, on the way out and opening up a spot at the center position. I think I know what you're trying to put the bread <laughs> out for. Uh, that's why I rolled my eyes. I, not the take. It was just like, oh boy. And then, cause I know people get excited about that. But, um, yeah, I definitely don't see, didn't see him being more than just a one year. I would like to him cause I, I, I'm a fan of the rim protector, especially with, you know, how Tim, uh, Tom Thibodeau plays. Like, you know, just a guy that can catch lobs, protect the rim on defense and just keep it going. Like, I understand we're in the, the age of the stretch and I would love to have a stretch five, but for right now, especially with how we've been playing, I like transition. So if we have that, that, that guy down the paint that can hold it down, rebound, push the pace, I love that. Um, but yeah, I agree that I don't think long term for that, but I don't know if Kyle Quinn coming in. Uh, signs that um, points to you know a, a, a replacement coming in. I, I don't know. I I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. I don't want to comment further on that. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree with that. I, I'm. I don't think like it equals you know one plus one necessarily. It's just it's just interesting to me because I I, I don't know the whole the whole Noel can't catch thing. I, I think mm-hmm. it, I think it's starting to catch up with the team. Like Thibodeau's going nuts on the sideline. You know what I mean? Like you could visibly see him going absolutely insane on the offensive possessions. I mean that goes kind of for both of our centers. Mitch is not really a good catcher either. Um, both of them can catch above the rim, which is. Fantastic, but when it's just in transition, like around the chest to waist area, somehow <laughs> hands yeah, just R- don't work. Yeah, RJ's MO. Uh, he's he's so good at doing those under the rim scoop passes, and they're never ready for him, which is unfortunate. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Same, and, and with Randall too. Randall can find Noel and all those guys. And Obi, Obi gave like Noel. I remember just like a while back, Obi gave him like a, a nice like zip line pass like on a string, and then Noel was like, whoop, right through the hand. So. <laughs> Um, what happened? A little softer, man. I, I feel like you could throw Nerlens Noel like a tennis ball, and he can't like catch. He that still thing. would have a hard time. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But no, I think uh, it'd be interesting to bring O'Quinn. I mean, it all depends on Mitch's recovery. Like for yeah. anyone who uh, who follows Mitch on Instagram, he's without the cast. And he has a sleeve on, and he yep. said like progress. So we'll see what that means. Um, this is just another week where we don't have to worry about Mitch because. What, this is now the third week, right? Yeah. I think this is like now the third week without him playing. We're about to start the so, so he's gonna. You got what? Another one to three more weeks because that's a timetable four to six weeks for Mitch. So we'll see what happens. There's no rush. If Taj comes back after this break, then I don't see Oakland coming. Yep. But hey, he gave uh, CP some nice eye emojis on Instagram, so that was fun. Hey, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, but let's move on to the center that I hope John's not really alluding to. Um, it's not. It's not. 
Oh, okay. okay. Thank God. Okay, I was, just, I was <laughs> no, a little worried too. I know, I know, I know. Okay, no, right, it's not. Right, it's not. Right, We're not getting right, drumming. All right. Okay. All right. Woo! <laughs> Thank God. Just wiping the sweat off my forehead. Um. So let's let's talk about the two main guys that have been reported to have major ties to the Knicks. I feel like we always bring up these two guys, which is just too much. Uh, which is Andre Drummond and Victor Oladipo. I've said it before. I'll keep saying it again. For Drummond, I just don't see how he fits next to Julius Randle based on his usage of 30%. And he's not even that good of a finisher around the rim. You know, 50% as a big man doesn't really entice me. And then when it comes to Oladipo, I don't think it's necessary to give up assets for a guy who seems like he has his eyes set on going to Miami and you can just sign in free agency. Um, that's it. That's all I got to say. And yeah, CK's giving me. And CK's giving me the like the hands like exactly how I feel. Yeah, so yeah, we're all yeah. on the same page. Yeah, we're both on the same page. <laughs> I'll jump in. I'll just I'll jump in and comment on uh, Old Depot real quick. I, the it's been reported that Houston offered him the max extension that they could, and uh, Old Depot declined it. So yeah. it's it's inevitable that he's going to hit the market. Yeah. Um, I'll be shocked if they don't get anything for him. I feel like that'd be pretty dumb of the franchise to not get anything for Depot. Like even just like a like a Duncan Robinson or something, you know what I mean? Anything, <laughs> just like to to like you know fill up that Rockets team and hang out with Christian Wood. That'd be a nice uh, little steal if they did that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Or maybe I'm even Drogic, you know, anything. Yeah. yeah, especially with the Heat not being playing up to. I mean, they're on a nice little run. So I mean, we'll see what happens. It's still so wide open at, in the Eastern Conference right now, but. Yeah, with them not playing up to par, especially compared to last season, I'm sure that, you know, they could make that kind of move if they really want Oladipo. But I I just feel like they're thinking the same thing we would be thinking as Knicks fans. Like, he is going to be available this offseason. So I just don't understand why anybody – but you're right. I agree. On the Rockets side, like, yeah, they got to get something out of him instead of just letting them walk. Um, but, uh, like, for the Heat, a team that is being reported that he wants to go to, and the Knicks, another team that he's is reported that he's connected to, why would we buy in that situation where we can just, you know, gamble for him on a cheaper deal in the offseason? And if we don't get him, we don't get him. We move on, We you know, we'll, we'll find another wing that probably will be a little bit healthier. So I, I like Oladipo. I'm, I'm happy. Like, we, we, we say all the things that we've been saying. He's still averaging around 20 points this season. You know, he just looks broken down. Like, I, I like Oladipo. It's just, like Alex said, like, it's just so hard for me to just – Say it with a straight face. I'm going to give up some sort of asset. Even Austin Rivers, someone who doesn't play, even Iggy, like just to give up anything to get him when we can try and get him for for a, a better deal in the offseason just doesn't make any sense to me. And the Drummond thing for me is just I just don't understand the lockjam because it, it, Mitchell Robinson's not dead. He's coming back. Like so, <laughs> he comes back in situation, and that just adds another reason for Mitchell Robinson if. Any of those reports and rumors are real that, you know, he might not resign or we've been hearing those for forever. If any of that is true, that only adds to the fire if we bring in uh, an all star uh, center in um, on your drum. And that's not even talking about the stats yet. It's just we got to get the temperament of the guy that we want to hopefully sign on or maybe we want to sign. I don't know what the Knicks are thinking. So I I just don't I don't understand what, what our situ- why we would put ourselves in a situation like that of having Drummond, Mitch, Noel. I I understand you want to have as much as possible. I get he's a double-double guy. He would be very helpful on the rebounds and stuff like that. But I don't know. To me, that's just a nightmare waiting to happen. If we And then on top of that, we're going to have to give up some valuable assets to get him in the first place. I, I just, just stay away from it. It just seems like a trap. 
that's the other thing. Like, so you're gonna have to give up assets to get Drummond in here, and then you hope that you resign. Like that just yeah. it's the same thing with the Oladipo. It's with Oladipo. Right. Why just if you really want the guy, just wait until the end, and then if you don't want Noel, if you don't want Taj, you can let those guys walk because they're on one year deals and bring in Andre Drummond. Then you got Mitch on one year on another one year deal. And you can try to flip him if that's how you feel. Like, if that's how they feel, don't know. We're trying to read the situation as we keep right, going on, but. I, for those two guys, like unless like it's a steal, like oh we'll just take us two second rounders, be like hell yeah, yeah. go take go take two second rounders. Yeah, um, but that ain't gonna happen. I feel like for Victor Oladipo and for Drummond, like Drummond, I feel like Toronto's got it's got him or like Boston written all over it. And then for Oladipo, I don't know some team that wants to make some sort of push late into the season. Honestly, like for a one year rental, maybe the Warriors do it. You know yeah, what I mean? like one of those some, something like that, like a Lakers like or like, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Let's we we got enough assets. Let's try to make a deep run with this guy right yeah. now and see what happens. Create yeah, some excitement. Um, yep. That's how I feel with that with those two guys. But let's move on to the the crux of this podcast, guys. The Knicks have shocked the shit out of all of us. <laughs> to put it plain and simple, look, we all knew what Vegas had at twenty two and a half. Um, I thought it was going to be 24 wins. John, what did you say at the beginning of the season? I, I had the over, but, and I have the over in Vegas, but I, I you know, I had to be, I, I had to be, uh, you know, hold it back because if, if I start talking about the over for the Knicks before the season starts, like you would probably put a bullet in my head, Alex. <laughs> uh, CK, what about yourself? What did you predict? The what Knicks did I have? have? I think I had, I'm trying to remember because I did it with Knicks media. I think I had 27 or 28. I had, I had okay. that for us this season. Let's go. I like that. I I All right. It was one of those two. So you're way closer than what either one of us. I think John may have had like 25, 26, honestly. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. Think, like, it was right around there. I don't go yeah. too far from Vegas, bro. I don't, I don't go too <laughs> far from the line. <laughs> Mind so you, again, this is of 72. So I was just like, all right, come on. We got to step up a little bit from next year. Give us 20, <laughs> yeah. 28 games. It's still bold for 72 games to get 28 because like – It kind of is, we huh? Were, we were on pace. For, they had like 21 or something like that last season out of 82, and they were predicting like – Kind of like the same thing, like essentially. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's what I was going bold, off man. of. Uh, yeah, it was bold still. But hey, Thibodeau's got my back. We we doing all right. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. <laughs> Thanks, Tibbs. Appreciate you, bro. <laughs> oh man, but like I said, Knicks have just been impressing all of us this season. It's been a really good feel good story. But now they're in like the teens, like the top teens. Like when you see power power rankings through like any publication, even the ringers having them up like over 15, like where they are. So, you know, Knicks are really impressive because of their defense, as we know about that. Love it. But let's start off saying, let's let's just get like some, uh, I guess, general overview, what we think about the Knicks as a whole from what we've seen from the first half. Um, CK, I'll start off with you. What, what are your general thoughts about this team? Yeah, uh, impressed. I, I hate to use the easiest word, but you put me first. So I'm gonna use impressed. Yeah, I'm just. It's just because, like you said, every all of us just came in this season hoping that you know Julius Randle was gonna improve, hoping that you know Tom Thibodeau was just going to you know push this team to play a little bit better, not even as much as 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 great as we've been playing this year. So I've just been impressed with how um you know 
big of a turnover as RJ Barrett has been in his second year, you know, um, the instant help from guys like Emmanuel quickly, you know, um, just all that kind of stuff, just been overall impressed with uh, how everybody stepped up this year. You know, Kevin Knox had his little moments um, in certain parts of the season, um, you know, as, as much as he's been going through and I'm in no way, shape or form an apologist, but Alfred Payton's had some good moments this season <laughs> when he's been going through it on Twitter. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, it's just, it was just very, very impressed with the overall pr- uh, production from this team and it's it's something we shouldn't we i shouldn't be impressed with because like we we, we should just re, being knicks fans we have ptsd but like we kind of should have read the tea leaves because like for the first time in forever we had unity from upstairs all the way down to the players but we just don't want to like believe like ah no we've seen this before no this year's not it's not gonna be any different <laughs> i hope it works but uh like it, it's been there from the jump so i, I but i'll use the word impressed for sure uh up to this point i mean two games oh one game where are we at oh my god one game one game one over. game that's right above we're above but we're still yeah. above though I, I i my brain was like we won those last two games ck you won but we didn't we only won <laughs> so one game over 500 like yeah I, i'm very very pleased very impressed with how we um started the season because defense was not what i was expecting i know it's Thibodeau, but I was not expecting the defense to make this number one. Like, come on, something like I just wasn't. I, know. I was expecting that. Wasn't yeah, expecting that. nah, that's a good point. Like defense, like how is it even? Like we know defense is Tibbs' calling card, but right. we essentially have the same roster from last season, and the exactly. highest net rating, defensive net rating that they had last season was twenty three to twenty five, somewhere around there. So they were still bottom of the barrel. And like even when I did a, a, a piece for Hoops Habit, just thinking of how what the bar is, I was like, well, if last season is 23-25, we're going to be marginally better than that. I was like, maybe we'll be in the teens. Now right. we're top three defense. I'm just like, well, I was not projecting this whatsoever. So I agree. Like, you know, and like we saw like even in Minnesota, I guess, like you have more like think about it, like they had more talent over there with uh, Carl Anthony Towns. You got Andrew Wiggins. You know, even when they had Teague and Rose, Butler, all those guys, they were not even, they were still like a pretty poor defense. So to think that a team like without Jimmy Butler or an elite score, um, like Cat, you know what I mean? That we're still doing this. Maybe it's just indicative of Cat's defense that they're still so bad <laughs> from not having rim protection, which so. Thibodeau so. likes. Yeah. You know, even with Noah when he was on the Bulls, like Noah provided rim protection, like. Right. And that's what I, we were seeing that we love from t- that Tibbs loves is rim protection. That's why I also think Noel is just going to be here because I don't think Tibbs is going to give up any rim protection. I, I think that's just one of his things about his defense uh, that he loves. But no, absolutely. And look, man, we're all skeptics. We're from New York. All right. Let's be real. You live out in a- L.A., but look, you're from Queens. John's from Staten Island. I'm from Westchester, but we're all skeptics. We're all New Yorkers. We we can't we're trust everything with our eyes. Enough, yeah. We're all yeah. we're all grizzled and wall wall hurt. We got scars, so yeah. We, <laughs> it's, it, it, we we can't help it. We can't help it. But bro, you can just tell a New Yorker like, "Yo, man, the sky is blue." And like, is it though? Right. It wasn't yesterday. I didn't see it. It looked like cotton candy yesterday. What are you right. talking about? Right. <laughs> right. No, but absolutely, John. What are your What are your thoughts though about uh, the Knicks? Overall thoughts about the Knicks this season, halfway through. I I guess I'll use the term cautiously optimistic. I like that. Like mm-hmm. uh, I I I'm 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 worried that the bench might have peaked a little bit. You know I I can't see the bench doing better than it did. So I hope it could like maintain it. You know the D rows quickly kind of get better. Like I don't know if quickly is going to be doing better than like five six threes a game sometimes. Like you know he's he's doing really well. Um, so I don't know how much we can expect from him. Burks is having his on and off games. 
Um, but the flaw, like as and of course Julius Randle uh, playing out of his damn mind. You know what I mean? We have RJ like having these incredible games, even though he was kind of weird in the beginning of the season. So I, I like what I see, right? But I'm cautiously optimistic because the flaws to me are still kind of bright red. Like the 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 starting point guard position, even though we like had band aids here and there, it, 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 there's a red flag for me. And as much as I love Mitch, right, and his and I believe that he can come back from his wrist injury in early April, as predicted. I just the depth at center in a playoff series like scares the living hell out of me. Like it really like I feel like we can get blown out of games due to it. So even if it's not, you know, Drummond, which I don't think we're going to get Drummond and simply because he's going to want a contract and I don't think we could pay him more than Mitch and I think he's going to want more than Mitch. So I think it just complicates things. I think that's why we can't really get Drummond in here. Um, but I, I, I know I mentioned it to you, Alex. Um, and I, I, you know, I know you hate it because I'm, I'm like the trade, I'm like the human trade machine over here, but. I'm like I'm dying for someone like you know Valanciunas from Memphis who who was a Leon Rose uh, player. He he he's making fourteen fifteen mil over the next couple of years. He's a double double machine. He can protect the rim. He can set screens. Like I I, I need somebody like that man because I don't know if a point guard's coming. So I, I at least need like the the paint locked up because. Noel and the Noel and Mitch in the playoffs, man, is kind of tough. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, like for a full playoff game, it's just kind of tough. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, for Valanciunas, that's uh, we're not going to see Valanciunas just because Memphis has got something going on over there. There's such a young core. He's 28, so he he's already they're going to keep him there for a long time because he's just good with him. Triple J, you got you got Desmond Bain over there now. You got John Morant. That team's loaded. That team's stacked. They're not doing. They're not going to move anybody unless they're getting some sort of superstar in that door. So, that that team's just locked, and they're going to bring back uh, probably the grit and grind Memphis Grizzly type of slogan because that's really what they are. So, same team. I know. I, I I would like that, but at the same time, like Valanciunas is like, what? How many years has he got? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Jesus he's a Christ. vet, man. Nine, he's a vet. He's a nine-ten-year vet. Yeah, he's a yeah. nine-ten-year vet. Like Mitch is like what in his third season? Can we just like my thing is like let's let's give the kids some time before we're like we need to upgrade right now. Like if we're like year five and we're seeing Mitch just like not developing any offensive game, I'd be like this is a little this is highly concerning. You're five years into the league and you're not doing anything. No signs. Yeah. Yeah, and and I also give Mitch a little slack because this is the first time we actually have like a development team. So correct. I'm not I'm not too bullish on moving off of Mitch yet. We'll see what the contract does. As of right now, he is replaceable, as we see Noel has been filling in well. But we'll see uh, the second half of the season. But keeping on with the topic at hand, if I had to choose something to discuss how I feel about the midseason, I'm just happy. Like, honestly, just like probably just like so bland and just happy with how the team's performing because as we've seen over the years, the Knicks have – we've only had like the mellow stint like really that was just like probably like for three years that you're just like really happy with like we're in the playoffs we're competing we're winning games um there's something to be excited about at post mellow and even with mellow here because we didn't give him a roster to like really compete 
it's been kind of sad. So I'm just happy, like as a Knicks fan, that we get to watch a team coming together and just kind of slightly reminding us of like that '90s Knicks, where it's just kind of like, all right, so we got the guy, like we have Julius Randle, who's being the catalyst of this team, but it feels like everyone's just buying in, buying into the philosophy of playing team basketball, working together, moving like everything you want and just creating a culture, just a lot of positive signs. And the fact that we drafted Emmanuel quickly, uh, you know, shout out to Walt Perrin for snagging late in the draft. Once again, uh, found Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. (laughs) How do you feel about Gordon Hayward? He just knows how to draft. (laughs) Yeah, man. Deron Williams. So like, once again, we come out here. Sure, with the help of Kenny Payne too, we figured that figure that out. But yeah, yeah, just happy, just happy that we're starting to move in the direction where we're choosing right players, um, high character guys. Uh, just seeing the camaraderie around the team, I can't tell you how many times right. I just go to Theo Pinson's page and just like today he's just rocking out like, Legend. yo, don't you hit our franchise player? Yeah, Obi, you yeah, can't. Yeah. You got to watch out for them braids. Watch can't, the braids, dude. <laughs> watch the braids. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just love that. It's so it's so much fun. It's better than like what we saw last season where it just seemed like there was a rift. So I think happy is the term I'm going to go with for where I am right now. And on top of that, they're above 500. Even though it's one game, they're still above 500. Take it. The vibe yeah. around the teams is is is. Insane, man. Like the vibe around the garden, the vibe, anyone that talks about the Knicks now, like even like just a couple months ago, they'd be like, oh man, like you're right, you're right and talk about the Knicks. Oh, they get all upset. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now it's like, oh, the Knicks are good. The Knicks are good, huh? I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Except for Kenny Smith. Yeah, I'm throwing oh, I'm shots fired because you're shooting at us. All right. <laughs> believe it man i just gave this man a compliment to like a few days ago when he was uh stepping in for i think grant hill it was, it was the pelicans game i was like oh this guy's a case not that bad and then he comes on tears us apart today never again never again nope had to put the mute button on first hot second uh yeah i turned that thing all the way down yep <laughs> but Mm-mm. guys so that's over those are our general opinions but let's talk let's right. let's let's really highlight some key Key areas that really stood out to us this season so far, halfway through. Top three surprises. CK, since you are a guest, as always, got to start off with the guest. Nice. What do you, what uh, do you think? You're, you're, what's your number one surprise? Whew, uh, I guess it's a surprise. Um, I, I got to say, I had the bold prediction for him. Um, and it's one thing to have a prediction and hope for something, but then for them to actually do it and then also overachieve. So I, I'll count it as a surprise. Let me know if you guys think <laughs> it's a surprise, but I got to go with RJ Barrett in year two, 20 years old. Um, I, I was coming in. I was one of those guys hoping to get a, you know, 19, 18, uh, point per points per game kind of season from him. I, uh, you know, hoping that his jump shot was going to step up and all that kind of stuff. And he's doing that. You know, it might not be the 18 points per game. I mean, cause Julius Randle playing out of his mind, but he's still, um, a guy that can get you 20 points uh you know on any given night you know and like i said he's, he's stepped up on the, the free throw percentage uh stepped up on the field goal his shot is a lot more confident and this is year one of him having a brand new jump shot i don't think people are understanding that like he changed his jump shot um and then the rebounding so and not even just i'm sorry don't let me stop with the rebounding and then the defense you know so rj barrett as a whole in in year two 20 years old um being snubbed on all the rookie teams last season um, I don't know if surprise is the right word, but definitely I was, 
I was pleasantly surprised. So I'll use that. That's what I'll, I'll go with because yeah, I was I, I've been a fan of this kid from before we drafted him, and we, he's, he's nice in the Knicks jersey, so I'm even more excited. And you know, from the step up this in two in two seasons, twenty years old, I'm really excited about him. So very surprised by him. Um, I don't want to steal number two because I feel like this is going to be across the board, but. It's got to be a manual quickly, man. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I knew this kid. I, all I knew about him was that this guy could shoot the damn basketball. Everyone knew that. So I'm just ready for this guy to be, you know, hell, like someone we, uh, we mentioned earlier, like a Duncan Robinson a guy comes off the bench and just be instant buckets because this guy in college was letting it fly from everyone on the court. So expecting that to come out. But no, this guy is he he's more than that. You know, the way he's drawn fouls as a, a rookie, as if he's a, 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 a eight year, 10 year, 12 year, 13 year vet, you know, conversations with the referees without getting teched up, like all kinds of different nuances around his game. That's just been very, very, very um, nice to see, because I don't feel like we ever have those kind of players. Like even with the Carmelo Anthony's that one of the jokes was that Carmelo Anthony never got any fouls called on him. So it's like it, it's weird to have a Knicks player be able to go out there and draw those <laughs> all-star superstar butt out, you know, flailing fouls. It's just crazy. And it's a rookie. This is all rookie doing this. So yeah, all, every, every facet of his game has just been an utter surprise for me. And, and again, all of them pleasant, pleasant, pleasant surprises. And um, my last but not least, I'm going to, I'm going to save that one for my kind of one you guys are. So I'll, I'll do a more out of there, out there surprise. Um, definitely has been the, uh, to, to cue off of what Alex had said earlier, it's definitely been the, the shift in the culture, the, the big C word that we love to throw around in, with the New York Knicks, but definitely the shift of the culture this year. I, I didn't expect it to be like this instant because like Alex had said, the team is relatively similar to what we had last year with a few changes. You know, we, for the most part, we got a lot of the same guys coming in, at least main guys coming in. So I didn't think it was going to be that much of a difference all across the board. But now all of a sudden we're seeing guys that, you know, we didn't see as defenders being huge defenders this year, and Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett. And now they're very, very good um, uh, ball hawkers out there on the team. And then just they're all having fun, and you're seeing, you know, them joking with each other and stuff like that. So – very pleasantly surprised about that. Very happy to see that because that's we, we talk about culture. Fisdale came in yelling, barking, culture this, culture that. And you're still seeing no one talking to each other, no one looking like they're enjoying each other's time. But this year reminds me a lot of like the Shumper, J.R. Smith days, the Knicks take oh days. Oh, my where, God. That was you a lot know, of fun. Right. And they're just they're they're joking with each other. They're hyping each other up They're You know, it's so nice to see that even though we might not be a, a contending team, like, you know, this is the kind this is a team you want to root for, you know, even though we know this is just the beginning of what we're hoping can be, uh, you know, the end result of us being a, a championship contender some year. But um, it's just really been a lot of fun to see. And I feel like we're actually seeing culture being built and being brought in New York for the first time. So, yeah, definitely. Those are my, my three favorite surprises. I have a lot of other ones, but I wanted to save some for you guys. So I'm out. No, of those are three great surprises. You know, the, I, I agree with a lot of them. Well, actually, all of them. I Barrett, like, I feel like Barrett was like that's the probably the one like the the one that I feel like was kind of expected. I didn't think he right, could go yeah. anywhere. I didn't think he was going to go down. It was going to either be like <laughs> yeah. something slight or just like a major leap. I, and like it was somewhere in between. But Emmanuel quickly for sure was just the biggest shock. Did not think he was going to come in because. And this is where like I have to like give it to Tibbs because he's a guy who does not like to play rookies, but yet. He is getting he's getting burned as a rookie, which is like why it was kind of comical when we got D Rose. Everyone's like, "Oh, he's gonna lose minutes." I'm like, "Guys, this dude 
just cracked like a rotation spot as a rookie under Thibodeau. Do you know how impressive that is? Like Crazy. he's not losing a spot. And also we don't have any shooting. So I have to agree with you on that one. And then for culture, I got to say there's only one constant for that. Theo Pinson. Theo. I knew, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Yes. Oh, man. Legend, man. I love that guy, man. Dude, yeah, I'll say this because I didn't realize – because now that you mentioned it, there's like how it's a likable team, one to root for. I don't like the Nets. Actually, I really hate the Nets. Like they bother the living crap out of me. But uh, – but when they had D'Lo and Pinson was on that team and they actually got into the six, I was like, you know what? I can like, I like this team. Something like they're dancing on the bench. They're all rooting for each other. Like yeah. I can actually watch, I can actually, I actually want you guys to pass the Sixers and go to the next round because I'm just that intrigued by it. And Theo Pinson was on that team and yeah. now he's not on that team. Uh, I mean, he was on that team last year, but it was just totally different and you could just feel the vibe completely change from what it was the previous season. So. Theo Pinson, thank you for bringing the good vibes everywhere you go. Probably playing that good Bob Marley music. <laughs> John, before I go though, let's hear your top three, or if you got, or if you want to comment on uh, CKs, let's hear, let's hear that too. Well, uh, I, I first of all, I, I definitely agree with you guys on the culture thing. Uh, I'm, I was low key really worried uh, about the you know the hard nose Tibbs defense and practice and all that stuff with this team, especially like when I hear the JJ Reddick come out um, in the offseason, like talking about how he doesn't want to like, he's pissed off that Stan Van Gundy's making him like run plays and stuff. Like, I was like, oh no, like, you know what I mean? Is it, you know, like, is this, is this what's going to happen? And we have the Minnesota, you know, like the Butler and Carl Anthony Town stuff, like still in the back of my head. So I was, I was worried. So that's a huge surprise and I'm hyped about that. IQ, obviously, like huge surprise. And CK, it's so funny that you mentioned uh, the, the fouls because <laughs> we're such hypocrites. Because like, especially I like know, me, me, <laughs> like me and Alex, like like I know, like we we get so bad at Trey Young. Like we're like we're at heart, we're like screaming about it. Like we hate him. He's ruining the game. We can't watch it. And then IQ, yeah, we're like, IQ does it. We're like, we love him. He's amazing. Look at our rookie. Like, so I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Guilty. Oh, man. Guilty. That is, it's so true. But I'll say Trey Young is, Trey Young, I, I, I think he hunts for it way more than the average person up there with like, even I've been James Harden doing it this season. Like, he's not even hunting as he was like, as much as like in Houston, I feel like. Like, that has even taken a, a step back. Trey Young is just like every time he brings the ball up, it's like, can I get a foul out of this? And it's like, all right, all right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just let's let's slowly roll and just play the goddamn game. Play the uh, game, actually, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, actually, I, it's actually funny because for the win publication, I think it's part of you at the USA publication. Yep, they actually took my tweet where I said, uh, <laughs> I hate how Trey Young is, is becoming like the next James Harden, like in getting foul calls. And essentially, I got ripped for saying I should just enjoy the game and want the refs to call it better. And I'm just like, or just, or not, not, not the refs to call it better, but for players to play better defense. I was like, <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, play better defense. I'm sorry. Like, how do you play better defense about than a guy that's throwing his body Same, into you? Man. Yeah, it's just uh, they gotta stop calling the offensive foul. To be honest, they just have to. That's the only way they're gonna stop it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they won't. But uh, just on the surprises, uh, I'll go number one. I'll go with the most cliche one: our all star. 
are are Lamar Odom and Zach Randolph body. <laughs> <laughs> as, as the late great Kobe Bryant put it, um, Julius Randle, dude, just watching him smile on the court, oh, like a- it's a it's a bet. Like even like joking around at the at the post game conferences, like just hanging out with the son, like oh man, it, it, it's so refreshing. It, it's absolutely so refreshing. And he was part of that Knicks offseason power forward purge, right? Where we all made fun of them. I was like, oh, all these power forwards. Hey, one stuck. And and not only that, he's our all-star and he's our whole team. He he honestly he brings he's the vibe, man. He really brings the vibe uh on, on the on the floor. Um you could tell we're different and Point Randall is is like he's our whole team, man. Like without Point Randall, I don't know where our first unit would be. We'd be in the dumps. So shout out to Point Randall, who I know me specifically, like I forget anyone else. <laughs> me specifically, I was going like that was hurting my absolute soul. Even like the first game of the season, I remember I was like, I cannot do this all year. Like, no way. <laughs> you know? To be fair oh, to you, John, first first preseason game against who was it? The Pistons? That was I, I was dying. I, I was so <laughs> miserable. I was like, we we're gonna do this again this year. This is the, here's the, he ain't gonna change anything. I thought we were holding people accountable. It was the first preseason game. Yeah, yep. I was right there too. I was right there. Dude, too. I saw that. I was like, yo, are we really like you? Really learn nothing. You really, you went to college and you really learn nothing. All right. Nothing. Yeah, and then he, he and then he just like he obviously has blown us out of the water. So sure. I'll take that as surprise. Uh, my second surprise, and I think it's going to be a surprise to Alex that I say this is Mitch Robinson. Oh Mitch my Rob- god! <laughs> I know Miss <laughs> Robinson has been a surprise for me, man. I I've been on not the hate like I, Alex calls me a hater. I'm not a Mitch Robinson hater. I love the guy, but like I, I was so I was terrified that he's not going to be able to stay on the court, you know, due to fouls. Uh, the he his screen game was really tough last year, especially like uh, getting if he if he would step up, the player would just be able to go right around him. Or if he drops back, the player's wide open for a three. He's really, like, improved on that. His ball handling skills. I'll give it a tick of an improvement. Of course, he still doesn't have the offensive game. But Mitch, man, Mitch really set the tone, uh, like, to be that Tibbs, like, under-the-basket defender. And he makes... He makes Noel look like a, a like a like a normal like a mediocre center, which is fantastic. You know what I mean? Like when Mitch and uh, Noel were subbing in and out, like you could notice the difference. And that's our second rounder. You know what I mean? That's our second round rookie uh, on a rookie contract who could barely stay in the game due to fouls. You know, and and, and he's he, he's really really impressed me. Okay. So, you, so that was your second. Is that your second one or your third? Yeah, one? yeah. So, Rods Randall and Mitch, and the third one, I'm I'm gonna sh- give the like a lot of props to Leon Rose and our whole staff, Worldwide West and Payne and Tibbs, and say it's for D Rose bringing in D Rose from the Detroit Pistons, like you said, Alex. Like we were all we were happy about it. Like, yeah, D Rose coming back. Tibbs sounds good, but we were all a little bit in like in our heart of hearts, like. This could be, this could ruin everything. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, like he could he could walk into the second unit, like absolutely dominate the ball, like ruin the guard situation, like right. and if he was like a negative eleven coming off the bench every day, like we're screwed. 
You know what I mean? And it's the exact opposite. He has been like, you know, he's been on the plus side of our bench. He's taken IQ uh, and OB out to dinner on, uh, you know, during the week. Like he, he's been absolutely everything we could have asked for and more. And it's only been like two weeks. It feels like so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, shout out to D Rose and like the fact that we have a front office, uh, a GM, uh, you know, a, a head coach, everything that. Like is like actually conducive to a successful, you know, relationship, and that is a huge surprise for me. Like that, that <laughs> like that blows my mind. For real, for real. It's not, it's not Derek Fisher. It's not David. Oh Fender. God, dude! I, I see that. Jeff I see that tan Hornacek. suit. I can see that that tan oh, suit or God. in my in my <laughs> sleep. Dude, I remember when like we it was like, well, we want. Phil Jackson wants to get Steve Kerr, and then Steve Kerr takes the Golden State Warriors job. I was like, well, who's number two? Because all we've been talking about is Steve Kerr. All we heard. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, we're getting Derek Fisher. I was like, Derek Fisher? I was like, <laughs> this? This is the number two option? <laughs> I, I can't Not necessarily. Not an assistant coach. With it. I was like, oh, I mean, you know, Phil, Phil, Phil finds the best of some of these guys. You know, maybe oh, this God. might be the spot. <laughs> Oh, how wrong I was, man! You are re- you are reach you are reaching reaching. Was, no, like when Michael I Michael Jordan Space Jam, show what, show what, show what. Oh my God! When I heard that, I was like, Yo, we didn't look at an assistant coach. We didn't look at anybody. We just went straight to Derek Fish. I was like, I saw what Jason Kidd did. I was like, Meh. We're yeah. gonna. They actually had like a lot of talent. I was like, We have mellow. Like they actually have like depth. We have once again mellow. Like just mellow. Like yeah. And even like you saw when he went out to when you saw a kid go out to Milwaukee, I was like, please, let's not do this experiment any longer. Just 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 end end the misery. End it right now. Mm-hmm. Do it right now. Save me. But nah, those are good ones, John. I like that. Uh, CK, you got any comments on uh, on John before I go to mine? Absolutely. Yeah, the the Julius Randle was one I'll save. I didn't want to take all of them because yeah, Julius Randle for sure has been, you know, huge surprise in the in the biggest way. And I'm I'm glad I'm here to um admit it. I admitted on my channel too that, you know, I, I was really wrong because first game of the preseason, I remember I was you could probably find him on Twitter. I was upset. I'm like, I don't want to deal with this again for another year. I think he even had one of his only spin turnovers in that same first preseason game. Like, we were killing them for one preseason game, and then he turned it around. And, yeah, I apologize to him, so love that surprise. But, no, I loved, loved everything he said from the top. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, I think I'm another one of them. I'm like you, John. I'm a little harsh on Mitchell Robinson as well to the point where I, I like like I, I like teeter on that line of being called a hater. I don't. I love Mitchell Robinson. I really do. It's just I get a little triggered by the the, the workout tapes. Really triggered by him. <laughs> um, I feel you. I feel I that. Get really triggered by him because I'm just like I, I don't think Mitch Robinson is that guy. But pe- but people are falling for this, and then when he doesn't do it, then you guys get mad at him. Don't get mad. That's just not who he is. And maybe who knows? Like Alex said, we, he's still in year three. You know, maybe year four or five. Maybe it just comes out, and he just says, "You know what? It's time to let it go," and he just starts letting them fly and they go in. Who knows? I'm just I, I've just come to the conclusion that I'm just not buying it. He's not going to be a shooter. This is who Mitch Robinson is going to be. And he's going to continue to become better from where he is right now. And I'm okay with that because what he does right now is very good, especially when he's on the court. So when I, when I say I, when I tell people I don't think he's ever going to shoot, they kill me. They're like, Oh, CK, you don't believe you want to trade him for long. So like, <laughs> I, I get killed for everything. So it's like, so I, I'm kind of there with you, John. I kind of there with you. <laughs> oh, my it, God. We, I mean, sometimes as Knicks fans, man, we have to look ourselves in the mirror sometimes, man. <laughs> I'm saying. Right, right. 
This is so interesting. John, you got company in the Mitchell Robinson cab. This is I know, I'm, But I like him. Mitchell Robinson. I am a fan. Love what you're doing this season. Get back healthy. I love Mitchell Robinson. I'm just saying. I'm just awesome. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so happy. I'm so happy I finally have someone on my on – because my, usually this is Alex screaming at me like, what are you talking about? I get killed all the time too, man. I'm just, I, don't I found the friend. I found the friend out here. I'm with you, John. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. <laughs> oh man looks like john's going back out to la <laughs> <laughs> oh man no i get i get i understand i understand much more. Uh, first of all i'm like because what was it my first start of writing i like i was watching all the julius randall like taste with like chris brickley him training with mellow and stuff like that and like this is why i was starting like getting into like the whole writing like sports like right. media like aspect of it and then I'm just like, all right, yeah, you can see him training. Like my third ever blog post was like, this is Julius Randle's time. Julius Randle's time has come. I'm like, this is where he's going to lead the team, do all this stuff. Didn't happen last season. It's aging like fine wine right now. So there you go. It. That's right. That's right. It happened. <laughs> you didn't say when. You didn't put a time date on. Like you said, he was this. I just said I it's going to happen, man. I'm I just said yeah. it's going to happen. Right. Let that thing age. I'm with you, Alex. Go ahead. Yes, sir. But then, like, I saw, I started seeing the Julius Randall like shooting, and I see the Mitch. I'm just like, oh, I can't do this. I'm not going to fall fall for this crap. <laughs> However, I was wrong about Julius Randall because I saw him shooting threes. I'm like, I can't believe this. We saw this all last season. I can't do it. Well, he yeah. shut me up. So 41 percent shooter, man. I guess he's the only workout videos we can watch, man. I guess he's the only workout videos we can watch. One of three. And now, and now, and now we're on a mission to get Alex unblocked by Julius Randle. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I did I'm, not know this information. Oh, man. Oh, I am blocked. Damn. I am blocked. This is our it's mission. This is, this, is the, this is the mission of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast to get Alex unblocked oh. from Julius Randle this season. Okay. You went that hard on him last year? I'm I assuming it had to be from last year. Gang, it was. Gang. Yeah. No, I did. No, there was one. I think I know which one it was too, because I commented. There's one, I forget where it was, but I like legit went line for line, like giving the perfect image of just like what's happening. I was like, and here we go. We have Alfred Payton bringing up the ball, looks off RJ Barrett, passes the ball to Julius Randle. Julius Randle does side to side dribble, starts to back down in the paint from the top of it, from the three point line. Not even looking behind him. And next thing you know, you have three defenders ready to steal the ball, pokes the ball, leads to a transition easy bucket. And I think like that may, that may have been the one that did it because everyone was just like, that thing just got retweeted and everyone's like, yo, this is so accurate on point. And I was like, like, is, is there a why in there? Like, tell me if there was a why. Like, I said, I'm being honest. PTSD, man. I saw like five different games, eight different games of that happening in my brain. So I had to remind myself he's an all-star. Julius Randle's an all-star. Julius Randle's an all-star. Because I remember that. We had that happen way too many times last year. You're on point. On point. It was, it was too much. And then like with Peyton just looking off RJ last year, it was yeah. like, buddy, 30% of the passes between each other. I was like, I can't do, I can't do this. This is too yeah. much. Too much. Yeah. But I'll go, I'll go with mine before I start, uh, Going, right. we don't go to the past, but <clears throat> number one, have to go with, uh, definitely have to go with. I mean, you guys said a lot of them already, but I think just overall, the defense has just been like the most, the, the biggest thing for me. I did not expect like such a turnaround on defense, and it's just so simple. We had Bre- uh, Brendan Campbell from the Knicks will come in and just break down what the defense is, and it's just simply like guarding off, you know. We also had, um, who 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 is it? Uh, basketball. Oh my god! I know that's his Twitter handle. Oh my god! This is gonna kill me because I know his name too. 
Ah! <laughs> we had two people come on here and discuss um, Thibodeau's defense and how simple it is and just walling off the paint and just protecting from uh, just protecting from like during the pick and roll, right? And just seeing the improvement from Mitch or even how Noel is now being better just from getting more reps and just like hedging, making sure that you can, you can easily like go back and forth between protecting the rim as well as protecting against the defender uh, who's about to, or the, the your opponent who's about to shoot. So that I just, the defense in general and how simple it is and how Tibble's had it, had it uh, work. It's just, just simply amazing. And, I love that aspect that we're the top three of the NBA. Just like no one is like expecting this shit. And it's just like, yep. Like how can, like how can you not be impressed with like a team that's been a dumpster fire for so long? And then now they're just like, they're holding teams like to a hundred and like 103 points. You're like, so nice. it's so nice. And you're like, all right, we're always in a game. And uh, I'm happy about that. So. Yeah. I, I I never thought I'd be excited about after like post game like looking up the defensive rankings of the Knicks. Like it's like the most like I like love that. I'm like, oh, let me check where they're at now. Like yeah. since when? Yeah. yeah, right. And it's Dallas Amico, Dallas Amico of the Strickland. Uh, sorry, bud, your name slipped me for a second. So Dallas and Brendan Campbell, we had them both come up here and just discuss the defense. So defense number one overall because defense still wins championships. I don't want to hear it. We just saw it in, I'm sorry, CK, I have to bring it up, but we saw it in the Super Bowl, different sport. CK is a Saints fan, John, just so you know, New Orleans Saints fan. Um, oh, maybe I have to talk to him about a little Trey Hendrickson later. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> wait, why? What, do you, what about him? I want him. I want him on the Jets. Our cap is, I don't, I don't want to derail this. Show. <laughs> I don't want to see him go, but he probably is out of the I, I got my eyes on Trey. He's going to get paid. Bro. For, so we're, we're Jets fans too. So uh, John's been. Uh, uh, we're, 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 look, man, as Jets fans, we're also looking for anything to bring us life. And so we got to do the whole. Every year it's free agents and drafts. Right. So. And I get this question all the time because I, we, I, I, my family wasn't a big football family. So that's the only reason why I don't, I wasn't a Giants or a Jets fan. Um, everything else is New York. It's just not football because we didn't, I didn't watch football till middle school, but I was already out here by that time. So I, I only became a Saints fan because I loved Aaron Brooks. And I don't even know if you guys remember Aaron Brooks. He was, uh, oh my man. Cousin. I love <laughs> And at the time he was on the Saints. So then the rest just became history. I was a Saints fan. Then I was into Joe Horn, Deuce McCallum, and then just what the rest is history. And I became a Saints fan. So that was my only other team. So I get asked all the time, like, "Well, CK, well then, if you weren't a Saints fan, which New York team would you go for?" <laughs> and unfortunately, I don't know if I just like misery, but I think I I, I probably would have gone Jets because of my dad. He was he was a big he's a big Jets. Fan. Uh, c- come join us in the misery, man. There's always room. <laughs> look, it's not, it's, look, I, I can't say it this year, but it's nice to at least have. I'm looking at some kind of winning on a sports field. So I was like, all right. It was cool to watch, you know, Drew Brees do stuff and things like that. But yeah, so I, I, I hear you guys. I, I I root for you guys a little bit. I'll be paying attention to the moves, the whole Deshaun Watson stuff. I'm like, yeah, I hope that that happens, but I don't know how it's going to happen. But yeah, I'll be paying attention to the Jets. I'll be paying attention. Okay, so I'm gonna go a little different uh, from. Uh, uh, actually, no, I'm gonna save the the last different one for the third to to surprise everybody. But. Uh-oh. So for the second one, because uh, you guys took everything. You guys took Julius Randle. You guys took uh, R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson. Those are big. Manual quickly. quickly. <clears throat> Those are the big highlights, definitely. I'm going to throw one out there to Frank Nilakina, just because I'm impressed with how Let's he's just Let's go. Been- Let's go. From three. <laughs> 62 Yo, from three. Go ahead, Frank. Absolutely. 
13 out of 21 from three-point land this season. Just from the limited play that he's got, which is still like, it's a very small sample size, but it's still really impressive. But I like how he's been ready every time he's came in. John and I got on him in like the first game during the Pacers where it's like, come on, dude, you can't be hesitant. This is like the issue. You're like hesitant with like taking shots. And now like he's just letting it fly. Been very professional, ready. Even when he was out for COVID quarantine protocol, the kid came back in like in tip top shape and was just ready to go. I'm just like, yo, kudos to you. So one salute to Frank for making it this far as a Nick. Because this kid is, this is the only, this is like one of the only Knicks that I know where there's like such a divide amongst the fan base. Like it's just, I feel like it's grown every single year. But this year I feel like it's kind of like, you, if you see the kid produce, you're like, all right, I can at least tolerate Respect. him being on the court. Um, but I, I got to give a kudos to him for how he's come out as well as, as Kevin Knox for coming out looking different. I know we don't get in, to see enough of Kevin as well, but even like in the beginning when he was, I know your boy, uh, corner pocket Kev. Uh, so like he, I have to give it to him too, even though it's not as much. They're kind of like, I'll, I'm going to give a nudge to Frank, but Kev is there from how he started out. He gave me a little, he got me shook when he, uh, started bodying people in the preseason, Man. started using post moves. I was like, what is this? But yeah. I'll, it's got to go to Frank overall. The third one I got, I'm going to give it to is the Nick social media account. Definitely, definitely step up from what I've seen. Like my God, those games, first of all, when they do like the, the, the game recaps, like Mm -hmm. the 18 out of 72 or the 26 out of 72. All the wins. They only do the wins. They only do the wins, wins, but it's still like the, the cutting, the imagery, the, 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 the beats, everything around it. And even like when I'm watching, uh, cause I live out in Boston, I don't get the MSG channel, so I have to get league pass. But I do Same. get to see Wally and all of them. So, you know, like we get, we still get like the whole like recap afterwards. Um, yep. but even like during the intermission, like you hear the, the music that's going on in the garden, you hear Dipset, you hear like 50, you hear all these songs. You're like, okay, like, yeah. yeah. So like the marketing, the, the imagery of this team, like shout out to Steve Sout for, I know he got clowned for wearing a Chicago Bulls shorts and going on in this like, preemptively firing Mike Miller. Um, I mean, he wasn't <laughs> wrong about Mike Miller, but he was, he's gone. So yeah. I, but you know, the, the whole New York Knicks vibe from like the social media and just like an image perspective, like through social media is just off the charts at this point. Like even the Twitter account is like giving, it's giving like side eyes and like raised eyebrows for Obi not winning the dunk. I'm like, you're not seeing that last season. You saw like last year was like, we'll get the next one. Like as a tweet, or it's like if they lose one by like if it's a blowout, they don't even just post a score. It's like oh, we're at this point, we're not posting the score. <laughs> it's like on to the next one. It's like okay, I get it, I get it. So shout out, those are my three right there. Those are my three right there. Um, open to all comments. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think that the the social media team gets enough of a shout. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I didn't even. I there's just so many good things that have this season. That's the one thing I just wasn't thinking about. But you're 100 percent true. It was true because like you're mentioning, and we get to see it in League Pass. They got these mixtapes for each player, even Alfred Payton that they've been playing. Yeah, and they're so 
fire. They're so cool. I think uh, Julius Randle got one to Jay Z, and it just yes, he did. It's great. It's great. You know, so yeah, that the social media, the marketing team, everything behind the scenes, like it just adds to the culture that we were talking about earlier. So yeah, I think that's just the 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 dark horse that we have not given any love to. I'm glad you did, Alex. Bro, I was watching before the weekend. It was against the it was against the Pistons. The last one before the break, mm-hmm. they had the Ob Toppin dunk highlights, yes. and it was to it was to Jim Jones. Uh, yep. uh, was it We Fly High? It was like I was like, yo, this is a freaking vibe, man. Like you're just taking me back. Like just listen. I had to put on I had to put on that song too. Like in my earphones. Like, <laughs> I was like, yep, here we go, here we go. <laughs> but those are my top three. Um, I, I love the defense like- one. Uh, the defense one, like, still, even when people's like, uh, like, even when we talk about it now, you're like, yeah, the Knicks are in the top three defense. I'm like, are, are we sure? <laughs> like, like, uh, <laughs> do, could, do we double check that? <laughs> yeah, right. No, like, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. They they've been playing really well. But guys, with every good thing, we got to talk about. We can't just be totally happy, optimistic. There has to be a reality side to this too, because there have been some disappointments this season um maybe disappointments too harsh maybe letdowns whatever you want to call it uh we gotta go through our top three as well so ck once again i'm gonna start with you and just let's hear your, your three uh your letdowns disappointments whatever you can even rephrase it you can change the, the whole heading if you want what are the top three uh whatever that you feel <laughs> uh <laughs> disappointments <laughs> letdowns just, I, I got you um number one i think it's been I don't know. I think, I think it's, it's, it's a pretty common one. Um, but definitely, oh boy, it's just so hard to, to bash this, even though it's also been working for us. But maybe it's just because it's our first year at Tom Thibodeau, but I, I'm not there yet. I'm still not, I'm still getting used to him, but it's, to me, it's the rotations. I, there's been a lot of instances where we, I, what game was it? Just not too long ago it, it, amongst our win, win streak. Um, when we were blowing up, blowing out, I cannot remember who it was because we were playing so well. I was just happy about all the wins. I think Detroit when we were up the first, yeah. the, the first time, right? It was yeah. Detroit, and Julius Randle still on the court with about like three minutes left in the game. Oh yeah, I don't like that. He's playing enough minutes as it is. Send him out. Uh, same thing with you know before you're giving you know guys like Kevin Knox some shine. Look how long it took for uh Frank Yankin. Unfortunately for Frank, this has just been in the case with whoever coach we have. But look how long it takes before he even gets an opportunity to touch the floor. And when he touches the floor, he's done great stuff with it because we all know that if if anything that he will bring to the court, it will be defense. The one thing that this team has been doing really well with, and that leads to somebody else playing well. So just the rotations. I'm, st- I'm It's hard for me to say that they've been back. So I don't think they've been bad. It's just getting used to them in certain instances, like I mentioned with the Julius Randle thing. And we saw other times, too, when we're being blown out ourselves. Uh, going back to that Spurs game, we're still – Letting them play when it's just like, you know, just, it's okay. Throw in the towel right now. This has not been our game. Let the, let the third stringers, second stringers, let them play. Um, so I just, the rotation has been, been a little, uh, iffy for me in certain games. I won't say overall because at the same time, this rotation is the reason why we're a game over 500. So I can't completely disrespect Tom Thibodeau and the coaching staff, but there's been some instances, um, timing wise and this and that and the third. So, um, put that on there. Um, I can't, I can't. I want to, but I can't do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let one of you guys do this. I, I can't, I can't say. It. I'm, I'll I'm, take, I'm, I'll take Kevin Knox. I'll take Kevin Knox. Don't worry. <laughs> I can't. Do it. I got you. I got you. Uh, yeah, you. Can. I got you. Uh, that's crazy how you do exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I got you, bro. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, um, I would definitely. Oh man, um, I don't consider that a negative, so I don't give that one. Um, another one has been. This is just a, a, a personal one, but um, I don't like how often we wear these damn statement jerseys. Uh, this oh one my god! Basketball. And I love. Here's the thing. I liked the statement jersey before they put the logo on it, the Jordan logo. It just hurts my heart, especially with how often we wear them at home too. I just feel like that's just too. We're giving that man too much respect. All you know, Michael Jordan. <laughs> try to do, I get it, but this man does not need to continue to be in Madison Square Garden. Jerseys. <laughs> the amount of times that we do it, it's something that really has irritated me. And I like the statement jersey. I just hate that this year because it's Nike. They're you know all the statement jerseys across the board are going to be Jordan Brand. So we've been wearing those a little bit too much for my liking, especially at home. This is a personal note. It's not. So, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. I'm just saying, people looking for the top-notch game announcements. Now, that's something that really irritates me behind. <laughs> so I had to put that as a negative. So, um, to, be, to be clear, though, the statement jerseys are not the black uh, City Never city. Sleeps. It's the, yeah, right, yeah. That's the city. The, the yeah. Statement, yeah, the the blue one with, like, the, I guess. The white trim. Yeah, New York. It says New York, and then it has the Jordan symbol in the in the corner, which, right. you know, it, it, I love Jordan shoes. Just, I don't want it on my Nick jersey. Don't put it on my Nick. <laughs> it's it's right yeah. next to New York. Yeah. Got it right here. Like, this, it's just too easy. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it, but here we are. Um, So, yeah, that was just my ha-ha one, but really it's something that really irritates a lot of me. And um, <laughs> my last negative, I'm going to take the easy way out, but it is something that really, really irks me, and I'm sure you probably see me on Twitter talk about it a lot, but uh, just, I don't want to blame him, but just the Obi Toppin usage and the way we've been using Obi Toppin this year. Uh, as we said at the top, I know Tom Thibodeau is one to not play his rookies off the jump. So that's not, I'm not surprised about the minutes. But when he's on the court, I, we could, the same way that I don't remember who did it. I think, was it swinging? I don't remember. Somebody made a, uh, Julius Randle, uh, spinning turnover, uh, low lights video. The same way that we make that video, I'm sure if well, by the end of the season we could put it together uh, just with like Benny Hill going on in the background of the amount of times that this man has been wide <laughs> this open. This man said Benny Hill. Uh, <laughs> just the amount of times this man has been wide open in the break, on the baseline, anywhere on the court, and he's been missed. Whether it, it by any, anyway, I can't. I'm not just gonna I'll put it all on, uh, for Peyton, even though it's probably the majority of for Peyton. Um, it's, it's just it, it's really unfortunate. Um, because I just want him to utilize the time when he's on the court, and I feel like he gets missed a lot. And maybe that just has to do with the fact that he's not getting enough time with the players. So maybe that is something that gets solved when he plays more with the team as his years go on with the Knicks. But it's really something that really irks me, especially when we saw Derrick Rose in his very first game instantly go right to Obi Toppin. When Obi Toppin's doing the same thing he's always been doing, cutting baseline, looking to try to get to the rim. But at the same time, it's not all all on passes being missed him it's also on the other side on his game itself settling for shots so just the overall ob topping experience has been a little bit of a, a downer and no way shape or form am i in that crowd where i wish we got this guy or that guy you know or i think we need to train i'm not saying that i do believe that he's gonna be just fine as the years go on we know tim doesn't play his rookies but at the same time it has been a bit of a disappointment with our eighth overall pick um not really playing um the way that we we're, we're hoping for him to play. And there's just so many different variables as to why. I'm not going to put it on Obi, like I said. A lot of different variables. But that's been, definitely been something that just really was upsetting um, to see. I just I hate that he gets missed when he's doing what he does with Dayton because he's just so accustomed to running the court. But in certain instances, we don't play in transition. Um, let's see if I can have a fourth one. That's my last one. That's my biggest piss off of the entire season is our lack of transition play. But I'm going to use it on Obi Toppin. So those are definitely my three. The jerseys, those damn uh, Michael Jordan statement jerseys, 
uh, <laughs> usage of Obi Toppin and um, rotation situations. To go on to go on to the Obi Toppin thing, like I, I agree, like that's been a disappointment, like because he was hyped up as like this ready player, like offensive ready, like we knew defense was going to struggle, and he's actually not that hasn't been that bad on defense. No. Um, yeah. um, but offense, his, like, his age like, too, his age too, like they were, everyone's like he's ready, he's ready, he's ready, and now it turns out he's like the most not ready rookie <laughs> like I've seen in the top ten. Yeah, and the one thing I'll add on to what you said, CK, is that I think another thing is that we have to remember that he was the focal point at Dayton. We were expecting him to be the focal point coming here, and he's not the focal point. Julius Randle was not only training in the offseason, getting ready to be the focal point, but then he saw that we drafted a power forward. He's like, nah, let me go Super (laughs) Saiyan 3 and just finish the show. (laughs) (laughs) So, right. Like let's also understand that Obi is now being play, used as a role player, and that is so far removed from what he's ever done. Um, yeah, so I, I get that. And then the statement jerseys, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Just I don't know why we had to do that. I honestly don't understand. I, I I get that we are trying to like I get that they want to put brands on the jersey, but why with a company that you already have a brand with? Like it's part of Nike. It's like you already got the Nike logo. You get it? Yeah. Why? Why are we now adding the Jordan? Like, what does he need? He doesn't need any I'm more saying. money. He legit does not need. He has any a whole more team. Money. Like, let them <laughs> show off the Jordan logo on their stupid jerseys. Like, that is weird. It? That is weird, huh? That an owner of a team has his logo on other teams. On like, when you think about it like that, jersey, that, bro. The, and like, this man has so much money. Like, he, I think he's still trying to sell that home in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is like valued at like 32 million it's like yo we can't sell this like yo bro like no one's buying a home with like a basketball court on the wing of your estate yeah. okay yeah. let's chill but nice I, I agree with those I, I i totally agree with those john you got anything uh anything to add no no i i i think ob is my my biggest like one as well because I, I, as as Alex has pointed me uh, as being disrespectful, uh, by the way, I say it. Um, he, he, no one deserves or no one needs an off season more than Obi Toppin, man. I like that. That is the statement of the season. He he looks like a raw Amari Stoudemire to me. Like he's still, he's he's like that's all he is. And and we as long as we can accept that and we can fit him into that role, I think it's going to be fine. If we're trying to make him Kevin Garnett. Like, like, let's just stop right now. He's he's just not that guy. So I I, I agree. He, he like he has been a little bit disappointing. But honestly, if Julius Randle wasn't being Julius Randle, like Alex pointed out, Obi would have like a higher usage rate. He'd be getting the ball more. He'd be having like more, you know, time to make mistakes. So yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with it. But yeah, he he's been he's been a little tough and. To be honest with you, you know, like when, you know, if you come into the job with somebody and like they're outperforming you and you came in at the same time, like IQ absolutely murdering it, it, it doesn't, doesn't help OB situation, you know? Oh my God. Jesus. Uh, that's actually a very good point. <laughs> If it was flipped, like if, if like all, if, if like Obi was selected where IQ was and IQ was selected where Obi was, like this conversation would be completely different. It would be like, oh wow, you know, IQ is delivering like he's supposed to, and Obi, we knew he was going to be a project, and it's okay. We'll see him next year. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. 
my God. Watch out with the words around a project around here. It's not <laughs> to hear. I know, I know. Um, but John, let's hear, let's hear your three now for, uh, disappointments, letdowns. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to help out my, our boy CK right here with, uh, my number one. And he's really been my number one issue all year and my number one question mark going into the season. And that's CK's Kevin Knox. In pain. CK's Kevin Knox. Pain for all I know. you that don't see. He is in pain. And, pain. and speaking of pain, the only thing <laughs> oh, we acknowledge. It's Kenny Payne, and he was the guy that was supposed to take this whole thing like to the different stratosphere. And I'm gonna like maybe Kevin Knox personally won't agree, but he had a shot in the beginning of the year. He had a spot in the rotation. He was getting his minutes, and in Tibbs we trust. And if we're gonna talk about you know how we trust Tibbs and the front office and all that and the assistant coaches. And Mike Woodson, you know, then we have to also trust that Kevin Knox just isn't cutting it on this team. I, 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 I don't, I don't want to, I know, I know, I'm Jesus sorry. Jesus Christ, don't stop killing the guests, man. I know. So, so, okay, so, so he, I, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in his, his shot. I know that that's like the, that's like the weirdest thing for anyone to say that you like Kevin Knox's <laughs> shot. But I, I honestly do. I, I I love his rainbow shot in, and I think he can actually uh, he can get hot. I really do think he can get hot. And if he was on a team like the Lakers, I, I and and he was getting minutes like 12, 15 minutes a game, I think he could legit hit three threes and and be good to go. Like go three for five and like change the whole you know the whole trajectory of that game. So he's not bad at basketball, but. Is he, like, as you said, CK, is he going to even crack this rotation? I mean, we have all of his boys. We have all, all the people from Kentucky. You know, we have, like, we, we, we are the team that drafted him. We, we didn't want to trade him for, like, what was it, like, the rumors were, like, for Jalen Brown a couple years ago before the extension. We're like, no, 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 you can't touch Kevin Knox. Like, <laughs> we love Kevin Knox here. And, and, and now he can't crack the rotation. The one thing that Alex and I kind of agreed on, and CK, like, I, I want to get, uh, like, I want to know what you think about this. Uh, in the beginning of the season, we said that the Knicks are going to take care of Kevin Knox. Whether that means they're going to, like, get the best out of him here, or they're going to trade him to the best situation. You know, because they're the guys that recruited him out of high school. You know what I mean? That we have him here. So, I, I, I think that they're going to do what's best for him. And at this point, don't you think what's best for him is to go to a different team that's going to actually Put him in the rotation because Tibbs is not going to play him. Jesus, man, you just killed CK. I don't even know what the what do you what, what, first of all you got you got others, but I'll let CK respond to yeah, Kevin Knox. Uh, I'm just just dramatic effect, but um, no, yeah, that's definitely the best case scenario, and it's crazy because this is the same kind of uh, answer I had for Frank because of I just felt like poor Frank was just going through it every single year, proves himself, get hurt, or proves himself and still gets benched. But um, Kevin Knox is an instance where he he's given opportunity, and I completely agree with your initial statement where Kevin Knox, like I feel like he had the opportunity to seal his spot in this rotation at the beginning of the season. He was playing solid basketball. Like we were seeing him do all the little stuff, his, his chasing our rebounds, throwing the ball deep for our target Barrett in transition. Like he was doing all kinds of little things that were like we keep talking about, like if Kevin Knox can do the little things, he'd be better, and all, as well as defense. But then he still has those – lapses in random games where he just, you know, like, who is this guy? Like this, the, the, here he goes again, there goes blockhead Kevin Knox. So 
Yeah, oh, um, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I love the guy, but I'm Kiro. But yeah, I, I, I do. I, it's so hard to answer this question. I do think that the best case scenario probably would be a, a similar situation of just, you know, shipping them to a place where, it, you know, like you mentioned, like a, like a Lakers. And I was even thinking like a Warriors where he can go somewhere he, where he can be a stretch, um, you know, probably play a stretch four for that team and just be a, a shooter. Just go out there and just be the offensive guy in about 12 minutes of play. And then, you know, go sit down because I think that might be the best case scenario for him because one thing he's done is he he shot the wall solid. He he brought that up. I think he might be a little under 40% from three at this point of the season. Um, but if you're asking me to admit here on your guys' show that CK is saying that he thinks that Kevin Knox needs to be traded away for his happiness, I'm not going to give you that answer. <laughs> I'm not going to give you that answer cleanly, but I would Damn say it. that I don't disagree. That's all I will say. Um, so if that is answering it, then uh, fair enough. Fair enough. That's fair what enough. I'll give you. I'll the give day you we got a soundboard on here, it's going to be like <laughs> some like witness protection. You tell it. Answer the question right now. Oh man! No, I can't. I can't. I can't answer that. That's the same thing. Like if someone asked, like somebody in the Frank Hive, like, "Yo, man, wouldn't it be nice if Frank and played some minutes and actually got some development?" Like, I can't do it yet, man. But you're probably right. You're probably right. So I will not disagree. I'm not happy about it. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not happy. Like, that makes I, me feel a little bit better. Yeah, I'm not happy. I, I, I wish Kevin Knox was, yeah, our starting, uh, you know, our starting wing. I really do. Um, and that, that kind of, that kind of transitions me to. I, I'm gonna say number two and three are kind of the same for me. They're, they're in like similar situations for disappointment. So that's gonna be Reggie Bullock, and that's probably which is one of Alex guys and uh, Austin <laughs> and and Austin Rivers. Uh, like, that's actually really, that's a really good one. Like both of them together, um, I know that like so their contracts are just so beautiful, right? They have like the non guaranteed contracts. They're they, you know they both proven that they can play basketball in the NBA, and they're like they're they're like the niche positions of the modern game, right? Like you have Bullock, the guy who's going to be our three and D wing. We got Rivers, who's going to be the on ball slash off ball guy who could like you know work his way without the ball, like it all sounds perfect on paper and they've had flashes, right? Like Austin Rivers single-handedly won us one game at least. So that was, that's nice. <laughs> and then we're one game above 500. So like, we can't, you know, you know, like, you know, thank you. <laughs> um, so it hasn't been too terrible. And then we have Bullock who, who Alex, I, I, no, I, no, no player infuriates Alex more on the Knicks, in my opinion, than Reggie Bullock, just because of his inconsistencies. And, Fact. Yeah, and, and, you know, that's a disappointment. Like, to have your starting wing player be inconsistent on a team where we're projecting up, we're above 500, we're exceeding expectations, we have this great defense, and our wing is the one that's inconsistent, like, that's a disappointment. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so... um I think I think they're gonna stay. I'm not Rivers, but I think at least I think Bullock is gonna stay, and I think he could improve. But if you ask me first, have disappointments. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it up to those two. Man, John, you are Reggie Bullock is first of all so lucky that you took that one because I saved him. I saved him. I know. I sa- oh, I saved that no. guy. He's about to I go. Even hate, I don't even I don't even hate Reggie. I have nothing against Reggie. Like I just I have things against his fourth quarter mishaps and i have oh, yes 
I have that's my biggest that's one of my biggest issues. The other one is just he's supposed to be three and D, and we're only getting D. D. Like the three <laughs> it just comes whenever like the fucking blue moon is out once in a while, and I can't stand it. Um, I, I just can't. I just cannot do that. I. It's just we need. We have limited shooting, and then I think that's just really what it is. It's like when we look at Alfred Payton, right? It's like we look at Elf because we need more shooting to help Randall and RJ, and all for the most part, Elf does is just drive. And it's like okay, so then we have three guys, well, really four guys that love to live in the paint, and one guy who likes to live on the arc, and so that then just puts a big like spotlight on Reggie Bullock to be this knockdown shooter. And then when I don't see that and I'm just like, we could do so much better, especially when you see guys like Alec Burks, who's also inconsistent, but at least he's a little bit more crafty, like, or Kevin Knox. I'm just like, or throw Frank in there. Just like something, someone else. Just let me see something. If he's not, if he doesn't have it tonight, can I at least get the next best thing? And to me, that would be Frank because Frank also gives you that defense is doing exactly three and D at this point and helps you move the ball. I'm like, can we at least throw that guy out there? Like, just just entertain me for one second. And he Please. played some wing minutes. Frank played some wing minutes in the last yeah. few games. And he did a good job with it. And that's all I'm asking for. So it's not really Reggie, um, but it is also Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who would who would have thought that Frank would be a significantly percentage wise at least better three point shooter than Reggie Bullock? Like that makes Man. no sense to anyone. Man, but yet we're here. Sixty-two percent. Anytime I get the opportunity, I gotta throw it out there. Go ahead, Frank. Keep shooting them, bro. Stepbacks, two of them in the game. Let's go, Frank. Go ahead. And, wait, and, la- and last year, right? He didn't. He didn't. He like break the record for three-point percentage last year from the corner. And like corner. it was kind of yeah, four it was a small three, sample right? size. It was a small sample size from the corner, but he did shoot fifty-one percent from the corner. Fifty-two oh, percent. Yeah. Frank, I mean, so at least like, you know, I know, I know we, he just keeps giving like small sample sizes here and there and we're like, we're expanding it because we love him so much. <laughs> but Frank, Frank could throw, could drop like a 30 burger. It's like, we could get this thing from this man every single night. <laughs> if Frank has a 30, 30 burger, God help. NBA Twitter. New York is not. God real. help them, bro. God help them. Nah. Yo, he had a. Tw- I remember when he got the twenty and uh, when he got the twenty points against Washington last season. Yeah. You thought it was it was like a holiday. Yeah, <laughs> that's our starting point guard. It's time to start Frank. Oh my that. god. Then he got hurt. Oh my god, it was too much, too much. But I like all those, John. I like all those, especially the. I, I I hate like crapping on Austin Rivers, but that's definitely like because he he came in with so much like bravado and just yeah, like man. really like was talking that New York game, just like really hyping us all up. And honestly, like, we're we're still hyped because it's true. Like he's everything they said is like very factual. They're working hard. The beauty's coming from the work. They're above five hundred. We're seeing all that transpire. Unfortunately, his game, besides uh, playing Utah and having some good games against Cleveland and so forth. It's really gone. Um, it's it went downhill just because his game is so predicated on being an off-ball like combo guard, like with some facilitating, and he doesn't really facilitate that well. And you can't have him and quickly is what we saw doing that because initially we saw quickly just moving the ball around, but we need quickly's lethal three-point shooting, which is even though it's inconsistent, it's more consistent than what we get from Austin Rivers at this point. So. 100%. Yeah, I, I can't believe you can't even get on the court in garbage time. Like Theo Pinson's even no, grabbing insane. those minutes. All you know, right, he can't even it's get on the court. Insane. He like we're it's 
Kevin Knox, Frank Nilakina, all these other guys, even Theo Pinson. If Iggy was up here and Iggy got over Austin Rivers, that's that what we really know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that's the nail in the coffin. At that, that's yeah. really the nail in the coffin. Just like all right. And I think there was like some talks about Doc being upset that his uh, son's not getting any burning burn. So and Tibbs oh, and boy, Doc. hey 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 the 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 trade the trade deadline's not here yet, Doc. Yeah, <laughs> mind your business. Zubak, you want, you want yo? I got there's a guy named Zubak. Uh, I, I I've been thinking about him a lot. He moved. I forgot. He moved. He moved. Your other boy. Your other boy. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. That's right. Ben Simmons. Uh, somebody. I know you have somebody I need, Doc. Right. 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 <laughs> Yo, give, Seth give Curry. Seth. We'll give me Seth. Seth. Give yeah, me Seth. Seth. That's what I'm saying. Give me Seth Curry. Yo, give me Seth, give me Seth Curry. They can take Reggie Bullock. Facts. Facts. Call it a day. And Austin. Right. You can have Austin. Take your son. That's a fact. But all right. For uh, for my three to wrap this up, and then we can go into the slate. I think that for for me, one that's disappointing. I'm going to touch on what CK brought up is actually transition. Transition offense has just been non-existent. Again, last season, NBA stats through synergy couldn't even give us any statistics because we didn't even meet the threshold of ten transition points. Ten. That's all we needed was ten. We missed tough. ten. That's tough. That's tough. Last season, we are still nowhere near the board of getting any transition points on the board. So it's very, very infuriating <laughs> to say. Hey, Alex, least. real quick, real quick, real quick, um, to continue on your point. Um, so with transition play, uh, just out of curiosity, just, 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 a, just a question. Um, when you're a good defensive team and you get stops, normally isn't that like the perfect setup to play in transition and move That's the ball the a little bit faster? Perfect time because when you get the rebound, you usually huh. let your guys, especially like young guys, even right. Julius Randle's in great shape, just push it up the court and go against, you know, three versus two, two on one. You take advantage of that. Although, to be kind of fair, if I'm going to have to be kind of, kind of fair, we make some damn boneheaded decisions in transition. <laughs> We're so bad. We're so bad. We're so bad at transition, man. And, it, and when we want to try, it looks terrible. I will never forget Julius Randle <laughs> waited till the last minute to send the pass to Reggie Bullock where he missed the layup, and then we just played half-court offense because we just blew the whole transition. Or, 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 or how about when RJ is – it's two-on-one, him and Burks going yeah, down, and then, and then RJ wants to go do the Euro as you're doing, and then next thing you know, Burks is like wide open, just like yeah. underneath the hoop, and RJ just like goes up and just like, bro, yeah. Yeah. he was wide open. Yeah. Just like so wide, like easy layup, easy so like bunny. Well, and it's like, it's uh, Alex, uh, uh, dude, I, I actually, I actually think I have the answer for you. You want to oh, know? God. Cause like, cause yes, we have a good defense, but we are 29th in the league in rebounding. Like we literally cannot get a rebound. So how can you transition if you can't get a rebound? You know what I mean? Like that's what, that's what it's all about. So. And and that's, that's why I'm the, dying, man. I need big men, dude. I'm dying. I'm literally dying. I need and, big men. And that's the thing, too. That was the one thing I did not expect for us to go down in because usually a Tom Thibodeau-led team is like top 10 rebounding. With, that comes with the defense. And last season, we were actually in the top three in rebounding. So this is just like the the whole just like twilight zone of like, was Bobby Portis really that key to helping us get rebounds? <laughs> These are questions that I have to ask myself late at night. I'm like, 
Like I'm like you know that Dude, meme like we're point three we're point three rebounds away from being the worst rebounding team in the oh NBA. It drives me nuts. God. No, do That's you know that bad. you know you know that meme with like uh where like your 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 fiance your wife or oh, yeah. like where she's like <laughs> he's probably he's probably thinking about another woman and like you're on the other side just like me on the other side is like was Bobby Portis really <laughs> that key to our rebounding last season? Somebody make we that can't game. get one rebound. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Not one rebound. <laughs> but that's so crazy because RJ jumped his rebounds this year. Julius is rebounding, but I guess that's it. No one else is re- rebounding. That's, that's, that's literally it. That's like that's literally it. <laughs> and Mitch wow. and Mitch Mitch is actually a better offensive rebounder than a defensive yes. rebounder. Yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, ah. It's only oh, two guys that we really got working the board, so yeah, that and, is key to transition play too. So yeah, John, checkmate. There you go. Man, it's just rough. It's rough out in these streets. Yeah, but that's number one. Mm-hmm. It's all good. That's number one. So thanks, John, for I guess adding rebounding to being now another two. Like that's just we can even elaborate on that. What that not playing. Um <laughs> <laughs> But no, definitely uh transition's been a, a struggle. I'd have to say another disappointment is just the honestly the rotation like i think you brought this up ck just the rotations um and my thing with the rotations is just like why aren't we like i'm gonna I'm preemptively going at this right now because i feel like it's just gonna come back and Ooh. we're gonna have to talk about this later into the season and it's i feel like Alfred Payne's gonna start again where we saw d rose work and it's gonna be d rose with quickly back on the bench and Frank, who's been working, is going to go back to the bench, um, like, and just be solidified there. I'm, and I'm just going to scream my head off. And so, really, what I'm just coming down to is like, why are we doing this to ourselves with Alfred Payton? <laughs> like, I have nothing. Like, I, it's like it's it's. I, cu- I keep coming back to saying the same thing. It's like putting a square peg into a round hole. Of like, I have nothing against Payton. Yeah. It's like I have nothing against Bullock. It's just guys who are just out. On, of like of where they should be. If you put Peyton on the Clippers and just give him all that spacing, yo, that is, I will gladly take that all day long. But we do not have that. We here. don't have it. We don't have it. So it's not against Peyton. It's just really like it's so mind boggling yeah. that it's now. It's not the fact that we need to create. It's not that we need three point shooters to create space for RJ or Julius. Is that we need Julius to and RJ to create space. For Alfred Payton, <laughs> and those are the best three point shooters in that lineup. Like that's how that's yeah. that's where we're at at this point. Where Julius is shooting forty one percent, and RJ, I think he's up to thirty six percent right now uh, on the season average. So he's getting he's like around he's around league average thirty five. Okay, so thirty five. He's around league average. So just give him like another point seven, and it's like mm-hmm. legit league average. And it's like why? Like the guy who takes. Two three pointers a game, like averages two three pointers a game in Alfred Payton. We're trying to space it for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. But so let me let, let me let me just piggyback off that and ask both of you guys. Before, do, you before, see, before, do you see a trend? Before, do you see it? Go ahead. Before we do that, I I do have to tell CK that we do have a member of the Alfred Payton fan club here with us today, John Malika. <laughs> oh, are you? Well, just like well, well, just pre. <laughs> Pre pre Knicks, first of all, I love them in Orlando. I, I literally gonna, okay. love them. I and then, 
I, I know he's Scott Perry's boy. So I just, I like always knew he was coming. So specifically God, my mean. brother, my brother, like he's a huge Knicks fan. He actually lives in LA now. He gets at me whenever Elver Payne has a bad game. And like, it's like basically my fault. And if Elver Payne does well, <laughs> it's complete silence. Like nothing ever happened. Nothing like that. But I, I agree with you, Alex. I, I just my question to you, no, CK, like you know, give me your um, your thoughts on Alfred, but also want to know from both of you, do you guys see an upgrade at point guard before the deadline? Because obviously, like so, something is missing here. You know what I mean? He's it's Alex's, you know, one of his biggest disappointments for the season. Like, what are we doing here? Don't do this to me. Don't do it. Don't do it. I was I'm, trying to go. I'm, I'm not gonna try. I'm not gonna try to. Uh, oh, Lonzo Ball. You said it, not me. I, I look. I, and <laughs> I would. I, I mean, if you're telling me about if we're getting Lonzo Ball, I'd be happy to. I love. I've been Lonzo. praying. I've been praying for this, and not 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 because there's no other point guard. Like I, I, if Damian Lillard was available, and like, people think that I just Lonzo Ball is the point guard that I want because I, uh, uh, over all point guards. No, I just feel like we had a legitimate shot to take him. He was upset. He was not being used properly with the Pelicans, and it was just the perfect time for us to go out there and be aggressive and take him. And literally, to everything you said, Alex, literally come to this team and do everything that would be needed. We don't have the kind of spacing on this. Like, it would help for sure. But he's one of those guys that's really good in the pick-and-roll game. Help. Ask Julius Randle. And Julius Randle's last year with the Lakers, Lonzo and Julius played really well in the pick-and-roll together, which bumped up his stats right before his uh, his key Lonzo's key injury. Um and his season was over on the Lakers team. So it's just like, I just feel like his fit would have been so perfect. And then John too, he helps you out because he's a, he's a good rebounding guard. So that adds another person that could help us on the rebounding. And then the thing is Mm -hmm. with his play, he rebounds and he's already looking down the court so he can cut out uh, RJ Barrett's constant uh, Euro steps because he'll already be under the rim, gets and just dunk the ball. So it's just to me, yeah, Lonzo ball to me just, it's like, he is, the tailor-made perfect fit for what we have right now. And, of course, in the offseason, hoping that we continue to add other shooters and stuff like that. So to answer that question, that is definitely the number one guard I want. I just feel like that ship has sailed, and I'm hoping that we have the opportunity to try and so- throw some money at him and the Pelicans don't want to uh, match him in the offseason. I just don't feel like a trade is going to happen because I feel like Jen- Stan Van Gundy's finally figuring him out. Bonds is playing really good with the Pelicans right now. I don't think he gets moved anymore. The deadline, I think that, like I said, that ship is sailed. But that's the guy I've been wanting because I just feel like he just makes too much sense for this team. Defensive guard, shooting the ball. People were killing me like, he's not shooting well. I'm like, well, can we talk now? Can we talk about Lonzo shooting right now? I mean, is he still not a shooter? Like, <laughs> shut up. Like, and so, yeah, that's, that's, that's been the guy I've been wanting because I just – I feel like his fit for this team, because he's he's not a guy that's going to, you know, Alfred Payton and try and take the ball out of RJ and Julius. He's going to be trying to get them in better situations to get them more shots, get Mitchell Robinson going in the paint. Like he's that's what we need. We have the guys that can get theirs, and Art Lonzo is the kind of guy that's going to help them up their game. And that's why I'm looking at in the point guard. And on top of that, be a shooter when we need it and play defense. So that's always been my guy. I, I'll talk to the, I'll say this from now until it never happens, but I, I just, I will truly <laughs> believe that Lonzo Ball will, would be the perfect fit for this New York Knicks squad that we have right now and that we're trying to build. And that, that's it. I like nah, that. I, I, Alex, I like what do you got? Too. For a point guard? I mean, I also like Lonzo too. So, and actually it's more so from like CK just banging the drum for it and like, all right, let me look into Lonzo a, b- a little bit more. And then I like, Lonzo's really good in transition, as CK pointed out. 
His three-point percentage is coming up, although his free-throw percentage is kind of scary because that's usually the indication on how well uh, a shooter is going to be. But I'd rather take that he's – I'd rather take everything else that Lonzo gives you, which is rebounding, pushing in transition, doing something in the pick-and-roll, actually playing the point guard position. I still am a believer that a shot can come around later. I don't need Lonzo to be this lethal three-point shooter. Like, like we need to add a wing, too. So – yeah. Like an RJ, if you're if you're believing in RJ, RJ or right now is at thirty five percent. If RJ takes another leap next season and just continues to work this shot, and if Julius's shot is legit, where he's shooting forty one percent, I'm still a little like I don't think forty one percent is real. If he can maintain forty one percent, yo, holy shit, do we have like a stretch four? Holy yeah. shit, is that guy need to get maxed? All right, because yeah. that is to have a guy like that shooting forty one percent, yo. It's over. even thirty nine percent. Like that's, that's <laughs> yeah, it's wild. fine. Like, even if he yeah. bumps down super, like that's still wild. Yeah, hundred percent. Dude, it's just for, for and he's not and Randall's taking five to six attempts exactly. a game. That's insane. Like we're talking like if he takes like two three more, we're talking about Steph Curry level range like of like percentage wise, which is just bonkers. Um, so like I like Lonzo. I would be happy to get Lonzo. I think that would be like a legit upgrade at point guard. Honestly, he's just a more advanced version of Frank. Like, if that's what you want, like with the length, the size, the things that you wanted Frank to do, Lonzo actually does, um, and at a faster yeah. pace. Um, so I would love definitely to get, faster pace. I definitely would love to get Lonzo, but I don't know the margin move because this is going to be a margin. That's the thing. Like, yeah. he's going to be a restricted free agent. Yeah, they're going to rather try to throw the bag at him, keep assets, yeah. than give up an asset. Like, you'd have to know Lonzo wants to be in New York. And I think he would actually want to yeah. be in New York too. I don't think he'd actually mind. Yeah, you know who his agent was. His dad's been yelling about that for a while now. And his agent yeah. is our president. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I agree with your Alonzo takes. I, I, I got my eyes on Kyle Lowry a little bit, especially because uh, Dolan, the own, our owner, was in love with him a couple of years ago, and then he kind of pulled the trigger at the end. So I, I got, and he, he, he has that big butt and he likes to box out and get rebounds and get the offensive <laughs> foul. Like I think Tib, he's like, he's a typical Tibbs like a uh, point guard in my head. So I, I got my eyes on uh, Lowry. Is, so he, I, I, is he a really, is he a Tibbs point guard? I'm just thinking about the point guards Tibbs has had. Is he a typical Tibbs point guard? I feel like yeah he 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 he's not that off from like a D Rose like I I know of course he's not as fast and stuff but like yeah, he plays a similar game like he cuts in he dishes out he he could play the one two like he doesn't need to be the dominant ball handler like I I think he'd fit perfect in this in this team and I don't know if we have to give up that much for him but. Who knows? I think, uh, I think, I think Toronto's going to... I think we would, honestly. Yeah. There's no yeah. way they're letting that guy walk. There's no way Toronto... Yeah. Hi, Toronto. Can we the give Tampa you like, Raptors? a second rounder? The Tampa Bay <laughs> Raptors, yeah. <laughs> oh, I keep forgetting about that, that they're in Tampa Bay. So I do, weird. too. I forget Tampa Bay a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sal- salty state. Sorry, man. Never Sorry. Never we didn't mean that. We didn't mean to bring it up. <laughs> we didn't mean to bring it up. We hate the acronym TB as well. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Continue. Um, so those are two. Third one. This is the tough one. So for like my third one, I don't really. It's hard to think of like what else because you guys really point. Like I could discuss like Obi Toppin. I could discuss like even though I had Kevin Knox as like a positive for like the small samples I saw. That I saw it's rough that he's still not on the court. Um, yeah. Bullock was already mentioned. I already mentioned Peyton. Talked about transition. 
I guess like just if we just want to get to like offensively, just like spacing wise, like if I just want to bring it up like that, like just shooting. I just want more consistent shooting. Like that's the issue that we have. Just Burks is so on and off, quickly so on and off, Bullock is so on and off. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that the small sample size that's the most consistent thing is Frank Nilakina is just comical of just like this whole Knicks like fandom, especially within the last few years. But like just shooting wise, creating four spacing. Like I just want a lot more consistency in that area because that is, we got a tough slate coming up. Like the second half, we got the fifth toughest strength of schedule. Um, it's not going to be pretty, you know, so we're going to need to be on our, like on our a game, like shooting wise to keep up with teams like Philadelphia, Milwaukee, you got the Clippers and the Lakers coming Lakers, up. Like yeah. teams are like that. Like you cannot, you can't be asleep at the wheel and making brick houses like on a daily basis. So that'll be my third one. Um, so yeah. Overall though, like I think the Knicks are just, they, they've just been a happy team. Like no matter how the season ends to me, um, there's a lot of positive that came from it. Like we're already at 19 wins. So like we're still on pace to even get like, if you tell me we can't get 10 more wins with the remaining remainder of the schedule, I think that's insane. Um, <laughs> I think we're still going to – I still think we're going to get to the 30-win mark. It's still impressive. I think we're more so of a shot to get in as a play-in team. If we make it as a lock, that's – we're exceeding so many expectations, and I have like higher expectations for the following season then. But overall, it's been found money. It's been a really good season. I like what I'm seeing from the Knicks. We have all, the, even though we have these complaints of the team, overall, it's like more positive than negative at, at any cost. Um, we can nitpick rotations, certain players, but it's only because we want to see perfection from our team. That Correct. has been just like, you know, in the dumps. Now, like we're so, at this point, we're so much closer to what it, we were actually like hoping for. That's like, oh, we just need, Shooters and this like shooters pushing out in transition, consistent play. And like, we're, we're starting to have something there. Like a lot of other things have been filled. So overall, I think it's good. Any, do you guys have anything else to wrap it up before we move on to the slate and then do some et cetera? I, I added my, I was just glad you mentioned transition. Cause that's, if I could have a fourth one, that would have been my fourth one. I just, it's just something I really would love to see this team do. Cause I feel like we, and in the little sample size we saw, as you mentioned with Derek Rose starting quick on the bench, um, Frank, shoot, I like Frank and quick together too. That's another conversation in itself. Um, we've, we've seen that we can do it. You know, Derek Rose, every time he got the ball, he was moving the ball quickly and we were running with him. So it's just one of those things where I feel like we could be, that's just another level to this team that we aren't really playing around with enough that I feel like could make us even more deadly. If we can add speed to our game, who's to say that we could be a better scoring team? Cause we know we don't have, we're not a shooting team like that. So we play quicker, we get more shots around the rim or get better mid range shots. I think that'd be something that, we should be taking more advantage of. So, yeah, I'm just really glad you you, you touched on that because that's something that I, I've been calling for all year. And, uh, yeah, I think that could really step up our game if we play a little bit faster. But, again, we got to play with what we got. Absolutely. John, anything else? Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, I, the, the, like, one of the things I really agree with you on is that we're, we look more like the Jeff Van Gundy Knicks than we do the David Fisdale Knicks. And and it's only been half a year, and so like that, it's just super impressive. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, guys. So let's spend a lot of time on that. Uh, <laughs> I know John and I are getting tired. 
It's one o'clock on this side of uh, Golly. yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna try to move through the slate, get through the etc., and uh, and get this thing going. We're doing this for for the listeners out there. We love you guys, and we love this team. Um, and we're also happy. We're having fun having talking to CK. Awesome guest. Yeah, I'm having a great time. Yeah, you guys are amazing. This is dope. This is dope. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about this upcoming slate of Knicks games. All right. We got three games after the break starting this Thursday, 8 p.m. We got Knicks at Bucks uh, this Thursday. Saturday, we got the Knicks at the Thunder. And then we got Knicks at the Brooklyn Nets on Monday, which is on ESPN. So national Look TV game. We got five of those. Shocking. Look at us. Look at us. We're making moves, man. Making moves. <laughs> um, Don't love starting with a road trip, though. Don't love it. Not not the best way. But nope. let's go through... What our predictions are. CK, of course, got to start with the guest. Do you think we're going to go 0 and 3, 1-2, 2-1, 3-0? What do you got? What do you got for this team? And give us give us the analysis, what you think. You can tell us. It doesn't have to be super deep. You can give us a quick uh quick overall thought, whatever you want. Oof. Um all right, let me uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it quick. Now I I definitely expect the Bucks game to be a revenge game. Embarrassed the Bucks beginning of the season. Everybody had something to say, and people are still having a lot of things to say about the Bucks tracking their losses. You know, just people are just on the Bucks tail all season long, and uh, you know to be expected because you know um, people are starting to see pat uh, see through their whole having great regular seasons and not doing anything in the postseason. So now people are keeping a closer eye on them. So after the way we played them the first game, they're going to make sure that they try and, and embarrass us, especially since it's going to be a home game for them. So. I think that's going to be a tough one, but I don't know if I'm taking that one out of the cards. But just for the sake of the conversation, uh, I'll be the negative one of the panel. Um, I'll let you guys take the optimism, maybe. But I think I think just looking at it, I think it's going to be a one and two start. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I, I, I want to set myself at a low point so they can prove me wrong. Um, they've done that all season long. And I'm loving the Knicks for doing it. But yeah, I, I really think and even the Thunder game, I don't think that that's even going to be a walk in the park either. Um, but I do think that that's one that, you know, we would probably turn around and hopefully win knowing the schedule we have and hopefully we can go and play better, um, in Oklahoma City. God, it's so tough. Even saying that, like, I don't know if you can tell, I, I'm not even like confident in my one and two because. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know and what and I mean? the thunder, the thunder is home also. The thunder yeah, is they're like, all home. They're all yeah. home. I have a hard time giving the Knicks wins. And again, this is PTSD again. I have a hard time giving the Knicks wins on nationally televised games. Um, I love what we did against the Mavs. <laughs> You're, you, you are, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I it's, it's so hard because for whatever reason, we just go stupid in actually televised games. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but, um, one thing that's been going for us and the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick to the one and two is we've done a great job in matinee games and that game that, well, for, sorry for me, it's a matinee. Yep. It's going to be, yeah, no, you're right. 11 o'clock. No, no, so, it's a matinee for us too. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's an early game Saturday, NBA TV. Last time we played the Boston Celtics and we, Aired them up, so I'm keeping up with the matinee luck for the Knicks. So I think we're gonna go one and two. I just have a hard, it's so hard for me to give them this Nets game because it's ESPN. I don't know. I really hope that they prove me wrong, give me a two and one, but I think it's gonna be a one and two. Uh, it's gonna be a tough one for the Thunder, but I think we win that one, and I think the Bucks get the better of us, and I think we 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 choke in that ESPN game. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm gonna be the the Simon Cowell of the group for this one. Simon Cowell, excuse me, yeah, whatever his name was. <laughs> I didn't watch. I didn't watch. I didn't watch the American Idol. <laughs> oh man! All right, John. What, what What do you got? What do you got? Man, and I, I'm almost. I think I'm 100 percent on board with CK. 
Yeah, me too. So, <laughs> I know that's the problem. So I'm gonna, so I'm gonna be the heel. I, I think I'm gonna be the heel and and give us at least the first game versus the Bucks because okay. oh my god. I mean, here's the thing. Like, if if we're thinking logically, like if we don't think about the New York, you know, the fact that it's yeah. they're called the New York Knicks. Yeah. Like the the the, yeah. the, the, the Bucks. The Bucks have been like like they've been in the dumps lately, right? Like mm-hmm. they just edged out the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. They got smacked by the Nuggets. They just edged out the Clippers and the Bucks. Like they had an, they had an impressive win versus Minnesota. Like they really haven't been that good. We blew them out, you know, earlier in the year. <laughs> I know that's scary, but it, it, it's, it's still a fact. Um, and the, it, like for example, when, like when we beat the Jazz and then we came back and played the Jazz, I was like, oh, we're gonna get crushed. But like. Eh. Like you know, we 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 still we still held up. So maybe it's like Tibbs knows what the hell he's doing out there versus these teams, and like they can't figure it out. Which again, I know we're the New York Knicks, so like it just all sounds insane. So I got I feel you, but I'm oh gonna take I'll, I'll, I'll take the first I'll take the first game versus the Bucks. I man the the Thunder and the Nets are just home chilling man Thursday oh. Saturday Sunday like they're just hanging out waiting for us to just come on the road and absolutely crush us so I'm, I am worried about that um, Thunder two o'clock I I see that being a sloppy game I really th- I feel like that's gonna be like an under like take the under if you're if you're betting on that game there's gonna be a lot of misses I'm gonna take the Knicks like I'll t- I'll take us to Two and one, and losing to the Nets. But I think I'm gonna be in Brooklyn, man. I think I'm gonna go to that Monday game in Brooklyn. Yes. I think I'm gonna be scree- one of the 200 people there screaming my say, head be off. Be careful. Be careful. There's only 200 <laughs> people allowed in there. Yeah, it's crazy. But I, I think I'm going. The entire Nets fan base is allowed. <laughs> Jesus. No, yeah. I, I think. I think. Uh, it ex- exceeds. I think the two hundred people exceeds. I think they only at one fifty, and then the fifty is for the visitors. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I, I can't give us the Nets win, but I'm gonna tell you guys something. When you bring in a player like Blake Griffin, it it, it does sound fantastic. It sounds like all roses and DJ and Blake are back, and the, the their starting five sounds insane, right? And we might like see them when they're just finally like starting to come together or whatever, but it might take some time. Like, KD hasn't played with them in a while either. And now you're adding KD. You're adding Blake Griffin. Like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like we might actually catch them at a good time. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'll, I'm going to take the loss. Right? I, I, I'm going to take the 2-1, win the first two and lose versus the Nets, like, on the record. But I'm telling you guys, the Nets, the Nets could be come out shaky. Just because they're adding so many pieces, they have a new coach. Like it's not like they have Tibbs back there. They got Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire. Like, you know what I mean? Like we have to be a hey, little hey, realistic hey, here. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Don't forget Mike D'Antoni. All right, he's on that staff too. Oh, <laughs> Mike D'Antoni. Oh my goodness! Like, come on, you know? Like we're they're they're just all hanging out in Brooklyn. So I I, I, I just I don't I, they're gonna they're gonna eventually figure it out and they're going to be really good in the playoffs. But I just think it's gonna take them some time and. We might fall in like a good position, you know what I mean? To just like hang around. So I'll give us a two-one, Bucks and Thunder lose to the Nets because it's the last game, also of our road trip. So I'll go with that. Okay, okay, I'm I'm on it with CK. I feel like it's going to be a, a one-two. I think we're going to get. I don't see the Knicks beating the Bucks a second time. I know the Bucks are not doing well, but 
it's so hard because they're still a good team and beating a good team a second time one that would say a lot about the Knicks if we beat the Bucks again but I feel like they've been they have this like X on the calendar like yo when we see this team remember what they did to us yeah we can't have that happen again so I feel like they're going to come out with their A game after a break and try to figure it out um I can see that being close, but I still think the Bucks edge that one. The Thunder, I think that one, we should, we definitely should win. I think that the Thunder are not that good of a team that we shouldn't. And the first time we played them, like we were still down players, so and we're different. We got hopefully D Rose is back because that makes us a different team than when we played them. And then the Nets, I just. It's just that's a tough one, man. We lost to them without <laughs> they. They had nobody, man. They had nobody, and they still whooped us. So it's just hard for me to get behind that one. And I, yeah. even if they're still trying to figure it out. Although I will say, if Julius Randle and Blake are playing each other, yeah, I will take a prop bet. And uh, oh yeah, Randle is is whooping Blake on it <laughs> every point that night. Easy, easy money. Take the shirt. Take Blake's shirt. He'll be at the Comedy Cellar later on uh, talking about that game. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. So, Yo, if, if I catch Blake Griffin at like a stand-up at, stand-up. at, like the, at the cellar or something, I will absolutely lose my mind. <laughs> Look, man, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, man. He's itching okay. to get into, get into those New York clubs. I'm guaranteed, you, man. Seriously, man. I would, I would not be surprised if you find him out there. But... So, so John's the bold one with two and one. He's got the Knicks beating the Bucks and the Thunder and losing to the Nets. CK and I are on the same page going, uh, one and two, uh, losing to the Bucks and Nets and beating the Thunder. Um, and we'll see what happens. But right now we're, that's the end of the Knicks portion of this podcast. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to wrap it up for et cetera. All right, guys. And we're back from the break with our guest CK2K and. We're going to talk about the NBA All-Star weekend, game, day, day whatever. hours, uh, <laughs> minutes. Dude, it feels like, first of all, shout out to, <laughs> shout out to my editor, Hoops Habit, Duncan Smith. He tweeted out saying, this feels like, it's like when you get that reservation at like a, you know, it's like a, at a venue, you're like, sure, you can have this for like five hours. And it's like, oh shit, we only got five hours to do this. And like, you try to put everything together. And honestly... It's really sad that they actually got a lot done within this time period. Like, granted, we didn't have the Rising Stars Challenge and whatnot. The dunk competition could be a little bit better. I was, I was so sad the finals was, was like one dunk. But they actually pretty much pulled everything off like in a day, which also then has me questioning, why the hell are we expanding this goddamn thing for for so long? But I also enjoy it too, so I don't really care. It's just it's just something that just comes to mind. Um yeah. But guys, let's talk about the all-star game, the dunk competition that Obi was robbed. Now we can just be pissed. Um, skills comp- competition, we had Sabonis winning. Okay. Um, I mean, it was a good one. I mean, first of all, it was versus Vooch, which, I was, which hyped me up. I love Vooch. <laughs> <laughs> Big men going at it. That's what we want to see for the skills competition. Uh, yes. Always. And then uh, three-pointer. Gotta give it to the Love the God good. himself, Seth Curry, dude. Cooking him. Oh, I'm, I'm, such a good contest. Oh, like uh, just because that was great. Like just because that you brought it up, one. man. I had Conley, dude. So that last three like hurt my soul. I was like, oh, like crushed by Curry. 
See, I even I, I even tweeted it like I was really gonna sit there and try to be like, you know what? Yeah, we're going with we're going with uh, uh let's go Jalen Brown this year. But I'm like, nah, man, Seth Curry about to come in here and just tear everybody up. He got his peers in here, his family's in the building. So I, I yeah, I had to go Steph Curry. It was hard for me to go against him this year. And then you see Jalen Brown get uh fouled by the <laughs> the rack. <laughs> the man, the rack almost <laughs> took him out. <laughs> oh my Dude, shot Jalen Brown with the T Max though. I saw you. Yo, seriously. Yeah. Uh, but that was that was bad, bro. That was, Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. That yeah. three-point competition for Jalen Brown, my. Just stick to in-game, bro. Stick to yeah. in-game. Play defense. Just play defense, play bro. Deep. Right, right, right. <laughs> nah, he, but, he's like, you ever play pickup with those guys who, like, they can't shoot, but once the defender's in their face, they start hitting everything? J.R. Smith? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Um, yes. Yep. J.R. Smith. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. Um, just annoying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that is Jalen Brown. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But yo, since since this is a Knicks podcast, let's let's start off with with the with the biggest Knicks snub, and, and no, not not even the Obi Top and Slam Dunk contest. I'm talking about IQ, dude. How in the hell is IQ not in the Rising Stars game? So I, I get that they split up, you know, the world and the USA, mm-hmm. and I get that they have the freshman and the sophomore guys. But how in the world is Tyler Harrow sitting there over IQ? It literally makes no sense, dude. Like, I, I know it doesn't matter. Like, I know it doesn't matter. It almost matters as much as the RJ rookie team snub. So, you know, like, it literally doesn't matter. But that motivation that RJ talks about, I really, really, really hope that IQ, like, feels the same way about not being selected for this Rising Stars game. Insane. It's insane. It's clearly a snub. I don't like they just do this all the time. But the thing is that CK, first of all, I gotta give you a shout out because your video was hilarious that you did for uh, like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you. I gotta I gotta give you a shout out for this because you use the Metal Gear, Gear Solid. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the yes, exactly. Effect. Like the sound effects so well every time. They're like I. Every time you like you play it, I'm just like expecting <laughs> like I'm actually waiting for the day that you have a box and you just go into the box or like the box. <laughs> I almost did for a bit, but I couldn't do it. I was like, I don't have a box big enough. That's so funny that you mentioned that, but I was too I was in a big enough box. Yeah. That's so oh funny. man. So yeah, nah. So first of all, like if you haven't seen that, you gotta go to CK's channel and check that out. Cause that <laughs> that that, that that is that is great. That is gold. Um but no, like honestly, this guy got rid of the freaking world and USA. Thank you, thank you. I was it's waiting for somebody so, to say it. So Rookie stupid. sophomore, go back to it. I, look, I'll even, I'll even be okay if they did the um because they did the few years like Shaq versus Chuck. If you want to do that, fine, but just keep the pool as rookies and sophomores, and then let them draft amongst themselves. That's fine. I don't mind that, but. Just go back to the good old fashioned rookie sophomore game, especially now too. Like, and here's my, this is my pitch to you, NBA. We talked about the Jordan brand jerseys. We got so many jerseys in the NBA. Every team got, what, four or five jerseys, if you want to include, like, classic jerseys and stuff like that. So then just go back to the old school ways of just do rookie, sophomore, and then you can have the rookie team wear the statements, and you can have the sophomore team wear the city dishes. So now you're selling jerseys. Now you're keeping it simple where you just get the best of the best rookies. I don't care if they are of the world or if they're of the U.S., it just the world just goes back to whole and you're making yourself some money and then we don't have moments like this where I'm seeing and no disrespect, but I'm seeing Michael Mulder make the world team exactly about four point five a game. This, 
this is this is this is my thing like and that's exactly it like we look at like like iq not making the rising stars for the u.s like it is tough because i get what they're trying to do and there's a lot of players there's a lot of players to even fit there's a lot of players that still probably get missed even if we get went back correct yeah so but the fact that i look at the other team right and the the fact that i have to see theo maladon and michael Mulder. Who like I know who they are. Like, like right, I, right, I know right, who right. they are. I know who they are, but like seriously, like who? Like why are these guys on the list? And it's like five points. Like they're not really making that much of impact where it's like this is supposed to be a game for like sophomores and rookies who are big. Like yes. they're they're here. Rising Michael, stars. Whoa. It's, it's <laughs> Such a concept, right? But yet I hear Michael Mulder, who'll probably be good later on, yeah, but it's like right. it's like really? Yeah. This is what we're really we're we're really stretching to have this guy in here. And um, you mentioned uh, uh, Tyler Hero. I was more upset about Michael Porter Jr. What the hell is he doing in Denver? He's not doing anything this year. All due respect, he's probably going to be good. Like he had his bubble time and he was great. Everyone was surprised about him. And Michael Porter Jr. You know, if you know he gets past the defense, he's probably going to be a good player. But we're we're talking about rising stars right now, and it's the same thing with like Michael Mulder and Theo Maldon. Like they might be better as their careers go on. But we're talking about right now in this instant up to this point, you know, Michael Porter Jr. hasn't played that many games this season alone as it is. You know, Mike Mulder's not playing much at all because he's playing for the Warriors and Theo Maldon playing for a team that's not doing too much in the Thunder. So it's just like, I don't know. It's just to me because of that. And now they're trying to force the world team. Like RJ Barrett was clearly the best guy on that world team. Oh, respect to 100%. Precious. Yeah, Rui Hashimoto, like there was some good guys over there, but this that was such a throw together 2K uh, team that just made no sense compared to the U.S. team that would have went out there and smashed them. So and, and it's not working, man. They got to go back. So like I, I cover like the the Nuggets for Hoops Habit too with the Knicks. And like I when I see like, like I get Michael, Por- like I don't like I understand Michael Porter Jr. Like he's going to he they want him to be part of that big three in Denver. They want him to get a lot of airtime because. He is a legit scoring threat. He's still trying to figure it right. out. Right. He's still trying to figure it out. And sure, I can see that. But this is his third season. Like, I get that he missed his rookie season because of his back. Second season was last year. This is his third season. We're done. This is supposed to be sophomores and rookies. Wow. He's neither. I want this to stop because Ben Simmons won when it should have been Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. You already had a year. When you have a year of NBA off-season training under your belt and experience you're not a rookie anymore i don't care um just stop stop obi i can't wait i can't wait for you obi yeah just it's just like for me just stop and then for like seeing like the the like i love fachu like uh for the nuggets Mm -hmm. i think he's a Mm -hmm. cool point guard i think he's dope he plays with a lot of heart i think he's very smart he's starting to come on but really rising star like we're really like looking at this like this is really like stretching, like as you said, CK, just like for, just to create something for the world. It's like I get that we're trying to make it diverse, but at the same time, if it's making diverse and you're not, it's not even comparable. Like it's R.J. Barrett and Alexander Walker again, and Lou Dort. Fine, I'll give you Lou Dort against everyone else. Like Rui Hachimura, like he hasn't done really anything yet. I know he's mm-hmm. like. You can we can again we can that's just the that. future. Yeah, we can de- we can debate possibly. about that. Denny of Deja hasn't really done much either. We can debate that, but on like 
Like last season, like we had Zion, Ja, RJ. Like you hear these guys are like, yo, these guys can be legit. But so. last year too was I felt like that was the beginning of the end too. Like we saw RJ Barrett and who else out there? Like that was, didn't RJ have like thirty six or something? Like yeah, he, yep. he was he was going off in there. But it's because the world team didn't have anything going on, so I was like, okay. And USA they were having dunk contests. And everything. I was like, okay, this has to be last year. This US versus the world stuff before any of this, before pandemic. So like because it's like we're not gonna have players. And you look in future drafts, like there's not gonna be anybody that's gonna be able to fill the world. I don't know. It's they got to scrap it, man. Rookie Seriously. Sophomore. I gave you a whole plan, NBA. Take it, Adam. Take it, Adam Silver. It's all yours. <laughs> and I'll just I'll say this. Like, if the if they actually had to play this game, it would have been terrible. Just absolutely terrible. So thank God for that, that this Amen. didn't happen. Yeah. But let's talk about the real thing that got snubbed. Obi Toppin, man. What the hell? What Probably the worst dunk contest of all time. Yes. Absolutely, like it's in there. It's in there for sure. Because because it was so short. One, like there was like usually there's more than just three contestants. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was only three contestants, and we only got three dunks. And also, like Kenny the Jet just like said at the beginning, like just hating on the Knicks for no reason. Just like what what, what all was, night, like, all night. No sense to like what the hell was going on. But yeah. we had. Anthony Simmons wins. It's, fun, with it's, a, it's funny though, right? Because he's like always been the guy that's connected to the Knicks every single offseason to be like to get like a front office job. So I guess he's probably he's finally had it. Like the Knicks are finally set. We're not gonna hire like randoms anymore. And he's probably like, all right, that's it. I hate them. Like this is my time. <laughs> Everybody can hear me good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but they, he was hyping up Keisha Stanley so much. He was like, "Yo, Keisha Stanley's gonna win." I'm just like, "Word, word, this guy's gonna win." Why are you so confident? And then when he sees like Keisha do like a, a basic like between the legs, he's like, "Only they, oh. nines and eights. It's like, dude, this is a dunk competition. I know it's very athletic, and most of us can't do it. Um, but we've seen this before, like." I've seen between the leg just like jam. Like, can I get something different? And like it was so it was smooth. It was a good dunk, but it was like what Casey Stanley did for his first dunk was not that impressive. And then you have Obi, which was very smooth, like dribbled the ball between the leg and then slammed it. I was like, yo, that that that's a good way to start off. Him dunking over uh Julius and his pops. Who Kenny the Jet didn't even know who the hell that was either. That's crazy. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe Yo, that. Kenny was like on full force fail tonight. Like just like yeah. at every aspect. It was just insane. Yep. Um Knicks haven't won in 20 years, by the way. We haven't had a winning season in 20 years. So shout out to Kenny yeah. Jet with the little stat right there. <laughs> Literally unbelievable, dude. Humble like can we hear about the Kings? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like why don't we talk about the the, the, the like the Pistons? Like what are we talking about here? Oh my god! He legit said they haven't won in twenty. It's like, yeah, mellow was like a thing that never happened. <laughs> nope, no, nope, never happened. We never were a third seed. We were never competing with the Heat yet. I, no, that was all a figment of our imagination, man. We never won fifty-four games. Never, never happened. happened. Never happened. Never happened. But yeah, we just been losing for twenty. Yo, seriously, like, what? What is going on, bro? Just, I just, yeah. I just every, everything. I, I know you guys are pissed at Kenny Smith, but I'm telling you, I'm the most the person I'm 
really the most heated at is D-Wade. He literally ruined the final round of the slam dunk contest last year because he doesn't he, he messed up the nine and the ten and this and that. So now we don't even have scores and he just like just choose the person and then it only you ended know, up being I didn't one even dunk. Think of that for the yeah. final round. So you're yep. saying if that's all because of D Wade's mess up. Yo, yeah, yeah that was the D Wade rule. I was just so my, I was just so upset by that new rule. I didn't even think of why it was that. I'm like, this is stupid. Let's move on. Get back to the game. I didn't even think about that. That yeah, it's just Wayne Wade's fault. You're 100 correct. D Wade. Yeah, so like, um, so he, he like, yeah. So Kenny Smith, yeah, he's annoying, but D Wade kind of like, I don't know, man. Like, we, we really need a. I, I feel like we say this every year, but we do need a new hall for this. All Star Weekend, like it just has to change. They were onto some last year. Do you like the? Do you, do you like? Do you like this? The 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 weird like slam dunk rules and like I'll even give you a chance to like do. You, what do you think of the All Star Game rules? I, I just hate gimmicks. I'm just not a gimmick kind I of guy. Hear you, I hear you. I like. Here's the thing. I like the All Star Game rule, but at the same time, it, it we. Kevin Durant's been all he pissed me off with this. He, he was he was literally doing the Brooklyn Nets thing. And he was just drafting all his friends. He was just like, I'm gonna put all my friends on one team and make sure it were and LeBron James is like, Oh, so you're gonna leave Steph Curry? Okay, I'll take Steph Curry. You don't want Dan- all right. I guess I'll take Damian Lillard. Giannis, okay. Giannis, so he literally LeBron James <laughs> yeah. was drafting yeah. to win. And this man, like all due respect, like I'm glad he gave Julius his respect and drafted him as early as he did, but like he was there, it just made no sense. So for, for me, I feel like that was the downfall to even have this tonight's game even be entertaining in the first place because it was just lopsided. It was just lopsided. There's nothing you could do about it. It's every year, though, LeBron's team like wins because he just knows how to draft. But this was just like so. Like, it was over given the to top. him. Yo, yes. Giannis, I remember when Giannis saw the list and his like facial expression, it was just, it's, he was like, Word like this, like what? And then on top of that, like I think it would be more competitive if you had Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, which that's another thing too. I'm a little skeptic at like how this all happened last second. That's just but me. he only had uh, Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons was on LeBron's team. No, I'm just I'm just talking about both of them just like dropping out last second. Oh yeah, uh, with their barber, yeah. their yeah. barber who yeah yeah. yeah, yeah I was yeah, like yeah. um. You get it's like you made plans. You're like ah, I don't want to show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know right. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like nah. the deep book thing. He's like, deep book's like, oh really? You're not gonna choose me at first? Oh yeah, sounds good. I'm, and my, then he my, got my drafted, and this, and I'm out. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, right, my right, knees right. hurt, bro. Right, my bad. Right. See you later. Hey, See Mike you next Connelly week. Got it. Yeah. At least Mike Connolly got it. So this the All Star Weekend is such a joke. This was just yeah. Like last yeah, season I, was good with the I, Elam I ending, and now it's just like last season worked with the Elam ending, and now it's just kind of like uh you yeah. failed. But if, I'm blaming Kevin Durant. I still like the idea. I'm blaming Kevin Durant for this game. I'm sorry. I like it too. But Kevin Durant, like, not showing up. No. Bro, that's what I'm saying. This man literally said, you, 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 y'all play together. He picked up he, the LeBron James. He picked up his bag and walked out and didn't even look at what was going on behind him. Like, <laughs> purple meme. That is perfect. That is yeah, perfect. so it's just like you had no investment in this game. So you just picked all your friends and said, okay, hopefully you guys can do it. And I blame Kevin Durant for this game. I liked, I personally like the idea. I'm cool with the draft. I'm cool with the the new limb. I, I think it's cool. I think and the idea the quarters, of you know, winning the like, quarters and the charity. I, I'm, I like it. I, I have no problem with it. But at the same time, you're seeing the IQ of some of these dudes. Like, I just it just irritates the hell out of me. It's LeBron James is out here. Just <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It just really irritates me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. That wow. Now that you mentioned it, it is kind of weird that KD wasn't even like on the sideline hanging out. I no, he wasn't there at all. Yeah. He was home playing Warzone. <laughs> or he was <laughs> on anything besides bro. watching no, tonight's game, no, I guarantee no, it. He was on Clubhouse. He's, he's in Tibbs and Caicos, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, man. Oh, but, yeah, God. though, that, that, that really wraps up for the All-Star game and um, the, the All-Star quote-unquote festivities this year, which were obviously kind of weird. Yeah, definitely quotes uh, <laughs> from our boy CK. Uh, but, Alex, I know you got some uh, some video game questions oh, for our boy right, CK. That's right. That's right. I'm, ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I got. I got. I just got a few. I got a few questions. It's not. It's not anything like brain busting over here. You got Uh-oh. the next gen. You, you got the next gen consoles, though. Dude, how did you do that? First of all, <laughs> oh look, man, it, finesse. I don't the the the, X, the PlayStation was a long journey, so I I won't count that. But the Xbox literally happened because um nobody was getting an Xbox S series. That's all it was. I got lucky. Everybody wanted the the X, the complicated one, so I got an S pretty easily, and it was cheap. Okay, but, now, yeah, I was, I was so I was I was on Walmart trying to get because they had it in stock and. Um, my God, was that just a journey of itself? I didn't it's a get nightmare. it. I, I I did not get it. Uh, every time I had to refresh, it was like, oh, we're out. You have to wait for the next queue in like ten minutes, and then it'd just be like out, 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 out. It's a nightmare. So, it's an absolute. PlayStation nightmare. Five is like, I want it. I thought I was going to get it, and I'm like, I really hate all of you. And then I check StockX and the eBay. I'm just like, why are you doubling the price on this? Yeah, I really hate people. Like I really hate people to that. To that. But let's talk about some games. What games do you usually play? Uh, on a daily basis, that you got that you got these consoles. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, definitely two K. Um, this is funny. I play a lot more of the single, the solo stuff. Like I love team building and stuff like that because the online stuff is trash because they just don't know how to cater to the people. So I do a lot of like you know a lot a lot of rebuilding my Knicks, uh, getting just my oh god my uh my 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 uh. <laughs> Who's your point guard, bro? Who's your point guard? You know who my point guard is. Uh, I was just about to admit my cover picture is a picture of Lonzo Ball in the Knicks jersey <laughs> and Kate Cunningham because I got all three of them on one team. I was just like, yeah, this could work. This is it. This is what I need. Put Kate at the three. Like, come on, man. Anyways, but uh, yeah, no, I'm definitely playing um, a lot. Of, I'm playing 2K. I'm playing. I play everything, man. I, I love indies. I'm a Nintendo kid at heart. So, like, I okay. play all kinds of games so you name it i probably played it or i like it i just i don't play the popular stuff i don't like cods i don't play first person shooters i'm not big on Fortnite. Oh, really right okay crazy right yeah but um yeah I, I play a lot of stuff but mainly i got the 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 next gen mainly for 2k and spider-man right off the jump okay oh, Spider-Man def- like, if, and that's the yeah. thing i want to get spider-man too like i love spider-man yeah. um must. the one it's that they must. did for p so did you, you had a ps4 too i'm guessing uh prior to the PS5? i did i did mm-hmm. okay yeah. so you played that spider-man too right yep yeah, great. Dude, that was great um, gameplay. Loved it through and through. Um, that was probably like one of the very few games I can go in and just complete all the side missions after the story mode because yeah, I just it's love just the fun. game so much. Yeah, yeah it's just a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and then just seeing like the whole, like, I don't know. There's something about just like seeing New York City and just like be, and they did from a it and great like, job with New York yeah. City in this one. There's been a lot, it's been depicted in a lot of games with this one. Maybe it's because of the graphics or not, but this one was, yeah, they did a great job. Great job. No, and then the also graphics. adding that Avengers building. It was really cool. Yep. It was really cool. No, it was definitely, it was definitely, it was definitely sweet. Um, did you ever play the one for like GameCube or stuff like that? That's played Spider-Man? all of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know how bad that was where you're like going yeah. through New York City. You're just like, oh, look, Empire State. I do not know where the hell I am right now. <laughs> 
Yo, yeah, yeah, but shout out, shout out to the Spider-Man N64, like the, with the red cartridge. Like the, the that game was fire. That has a good New, New York City really graphics. Yeah, yeah, for that for that era. Yeah, no, real talk. Like that game was actually really good. Really, was really good. Shout out. Look at John coming in here with throwing out. Uh, <laughs> going oh, I'm back a, to I'm the a, classic. I'm a, yeah, I'm a look. I mean, I love my second Genesis and my N64 more than there anything. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was a big N64. Had the GameCube. Uh, Nintendo all the way. I love it. I love them. I love Nintendo too. Um, got a? Do you have a Switch? That's the oh, big question. Do I have a Switch? Yes, I have a Switch. Okay. I have to have a Switch, man. Don't, do not disres- don't disrespect the man like that. How Alex. could you do that, man? I'm just That's making sure, man. Making that was, sure that you got this. That was that was actually <laughs> my so on. Oh, oh, wow, almost a year ago, exactly mm-hmm. um, was my last day of work, like for in-house work for quarantine. And mm. literally, I was so I live in Staten Island, work in the Bronx. On my way back from the Bronx, I stopped at six Game Stops to find the Switch because I knew we were about to be locked down. And so I finally smart. got one, bro. You're I so got smart. one, <laughs> and I, and I bought the <laughs> You're so smart because people waited like once you were in the quarantine to start trying to order a Switch online. They were all out of stock. So for you to do it literally, like, like right I wouldn't go home, bro. I wouldn't yeah, go home. Smart. I was like, I need something, bro. Smart. I need something to sustain me because we're gonna be home forever. Like everyone yeah. was scaring me. I would not. Go, I refused to go home, and I like started ordering an SD card. I did the whole thing. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, What's it, John? What game did you get for the Switch? Okay, so shout out to N sixty four Super Mario. The best game ever is Odyssey, dude. Talk Super Mario me. Odyssey is, is the elite. best game, mm-hmm. man. That game is elite. Yeah. Like, I, sure. I, I have Smash because, of course, like we love Smash for GameCube and stuff like that. I have Mario Kart. I got like all these, you know, games, whatever. It's it's fine, but Odyssey is. One of the best games I've ever played for any system, which is crazy, right? Like we have like these crazy games. Super Mario Odyssey is amazing. Yeah, that and Zelda Breath of the Wild are the best games on that console, bar none. Best yes. games on that console, bar none. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Zelda is, my God, easy. Yeah. I, that was the first thing I got. So, fun story. My sister, um, she was <laughs> she was dating this guy, and he had a brother, and uh, for Christmas. My sister, because when growing up, my sister, like, she's two, year, two years younger than I, mm-hmm. but we always, we love playing video games, and sharing a console was just, like, impossible. <sighs> just the worst. Totally impossible. So, I had, like, an Xbox 360. She wasn't playing that much. And then I got a PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4. She's like, you know, never get to play with you, da 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 da, da all this. So, I was like, all right, I'm going to shock her this year. <laughs> got a job, got everything, out of school. I'm like, I'm going to buy her a PlayStation 4. Whoa! So like, all, right. all right. So I and so I bought her a PlayStation Four. That same year, for her Christmas, her boyfriend, her ex boyfriend, should say, bought her an Xbox. <laughs> so like the la- not not so like classic the pre classic. so like the so PS Four wow. was what was the Xbox what was the Xbox One right? Yeah, one. Yeah. So yeah. she so she got the Xbox One and a PlayStation Four. Now on top of that, wow. her brother her brother's uh, I mean um her boyfriend's brother. Also oh. got her a game system, the Switch. So in one Christmas, she got she all got three. hooked up. Wait, why is he getting her his console? Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why is why was he the brother getting her a console too? They all hang oh, out. Oh man, like, go away, CK, go away, CK, man. CK, CK's on the CK's on the <laughs> no, hold on. I'm trying, I'm trying to, no, no. I get you, of course, obviously you, and then of course, boyfriend, I get that. But why? No, go away. Why? I mean, thank you for the Switch, but no, what are you doing, man? <laughs> 
dude, oh. it was insane. I was like, Good for her like, though. Come up. She kept she come, so she went over to like his house at the t- at his parents' house to like go celebrate like Christmas Eve, and she comes up like, look what I got. I'm just like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? I was like. What? That's I was like crazy. Alex thought he's about to get the brother of the year. He's just he's just he's just on another notch of people. Like, yeah, it sounds good. This was nice, but <laughs> and of course, like, oh, this is so awesome. Just like ah, yeah, shout out. <laughs> oh, shit. Shout out. Yeah, but Dang, for me, for her, shout out to sis, man. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> but for me, the one I play the most is definitely Call of Duty. I was big into mm. Destiny. Two K. I love playing Two K as well. My issue is like I love playing online, um, mm-hmm. and two K online is worst is, part of the game. Yeah, it's the worst. Part of the game. So <laughs> that's the worst part of the game. Yeah. I have it, but um, it's the worst part is like I was up twenty, and then the gameplay was just so bad that I lost in the end, Oof. and I lost to a thirteen-year-old who was Oof. then trash talking me. I was like, "All right," Oof. and we're hanging up. The, we're hanging this up, going back to Oof. going back to COD because that was my first thing that I played. Um, I got the PlayStation 3. Yeah. And that's just been my, like, Warzone. I think we got, like, 40, 50 wins, me and my squad. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's, yeah, man. That, I, go, I go with that. Yeah. But I want to get this PS fucking 5 so I can. Good luck, bro. It's still getting crazy. I'm hoping by summer that, you know, when they have this new stock coming in, I hope it, it helps out a lot of people. But, yeah, man, it's hard, man. It's hard. Stock. I got, yeah, right. <laughs> stock. Or we're going to StockX or so. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know. Good yeah. luck, man. I got oh man, but CK, it's been awesome having you on. Uh, thank you for coming on and talking Knicks, talking some it. NBA, and talking uh, video games with me um, <laughs> or us, I should say. Uh, of course. John always like John's like a he plays video games, but he's, he's like super quiet about it. I just don't like. It's like I kind of forget that he has like a switch and all this stuff. He's like, yeah, I'm kind of here. <laughs> yeah, I'm low key. Yeah, I'm low key about it. Like I, I just got back into my the. I mean, honestly, my the my first big like online jump was was like FIFA 09, like FIFA 07. That's a good and, game. Yeah, that's a good one. To yeah, do. And like and like Modern Warfare one, and okay. that was on the Xbox 360. Like that, was, like senior year high school, like I was rocking. And then I stopped for a while, but you know, you never lose it. You know what I mean? Like you pop Facts. in the new Modern Warfare, you just throw in a little team deathmatch, a little free for all, and get like two, three games, and you're like, on the right. bike, like. Yeah, like I'm ready for these high school kids. Like, let's do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Oh man! But CK, once again, man, thank you for coming on. Anytime, man. This was so much fun. This was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. Thank I really you. Really enjoyed it. I doesn't feel the... like two in the morning at all. <laughs> no, so it really sorry, doesn't. no, it really doesn't. No, it really doesn't. No, it really doesn't. Oh. It really doesn't. <laughs> all right. It really doesn't. But please let the listeners know where they can find you, CK. Oh man, uh, anywhere CK2K, uh, find me on Twitter, CK2K, YouTube, that's more mainly at, uh, Instagram, everywhere, everywhere CK2K. But you know, I always say this every time I go on anybody, it's not about me. It's always about the host. And man, you guys were amazing. And I had a lot of fun. Hopefully I come back when, you know, when we're in the P word. I can't say it because I, I don't want to jinx us, but you know, yeah, when we in that, you know, the postseason, we'll say that. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Well, yeah. thank you, everyone, for who's tuned in for I don't even know how long this podcast is. Probably like definitely over way over two hours, but Oof. it was a good one. Good one for the books. Thank you once again to CK2K. Please make sure to check out his YouTube channel, follow him on Twitter uh, and all of the social media platforms. And once again, please make sure to give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen. We're on all streaming platforms, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, you name it, we're there. And please, leaving us a five-star review and a comment takes us a long way for us. 
On top of that, you can find us on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just type in Knicks, Jets, etc. Don't write out etc. That's insane. No one does that. That's <laughs> wild. You're just nuts, okay? It's ETC, period, all right? So thank you all for tuning in again. We'll be back later this week where we talk more New York Jets and just keep trying to swirl this pool of, like, Deshaun Watson rumors. We're just so... Yes! <laughs> and trying to steal Trey Hendrickson. All right, see, too far, too far, too far. Wrap it up, wrap it up. Cut it off, cut it off. We're out of here. <laughs> oh, man. Sounds good, man. Thank you, CK.